The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guests and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Monday, January 8th, 2024. I hope you're having a wonderful morning wherever you are. Not so much here. Um, <sighs> influenza was a pimp. Could have never had Fort Santino. But I did not know till this day, or actually Friday, that it was COVID all along. Um, I got COVID. Uh, I thought I had the flu. Turns out I got COVID. Uh, Mike Chivola sent me a message that he had COVID. He was there. He got tested and was had COVID. And then I got tested and now um, found out that it was not the flu. It's COVID. I should have known. I should have known all along. Uh, because I, I know the feeling of COVID feels different than the flu. And I should have known that. But I'm not recovering as quickly. I thought I would have been fine by yesterday. Good thing I canceled my gig early, a couple of days early, because it would have been short notice. Uh, but not recouping like I thought I would. I'm not, this is not a sad song, and please feel bad for me. I'm just telling you where I'm at and why I look so disheveled. I have been showering, but not shaving, and that's a whole other story. <clears throat> so I have, like, light white, white whiskers all over my face and head. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really, (laughs) it hurts to laugh. Um, My wife has this uh, habit or, yeah, habit of getting rid of things before their replacement is here. And uh, could be the same with me, actually. (laughs) She's getting rid of me before my replacement is here. Um, But we're getting a new bathroom uh, mirror medicine cabinet and mirror uh she took the old one out and threw it out 
Uh, so I have no mirror to shave in. <laughs> and I don't know where all my shaving stuff really is anyway. And um, so I have not been shaving for like four days now, which is why I look like I look like I feel. Uh, but who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody could tuning in this thing to see me. Nobody's tuning in anyway. That's how I feel. Anyway, I have not really done anything business-wise or anything over the weekend, but lay in bed with my phone, keeping me company. And I talk a lot about how social media sucks. When you're laying in bed sick, social media could be a godsend. It's it's entertainment, uh, even though it doesn't update all that fast. Um it keeps your mind at least from just going absolutely stir crazy. Uh, so that's one benefit of social media that I have overlooked up until this weekend. This morning on Twitter, my friend Alex Jones is going absolutely bonkers. It looks like he's going to give himself a stroke, and I really hope he does. I really hope he does. I hope he gives himself a stroke and dies on camera. Um, this man is the epitome of evil. Uh, he's putting on a show, I mean, really yelling at people, telling them to prepare because the U.N. is planning a new pandemic designed to collapse civilization and kill billions of people. Are you ready to die? And he's screaming his brains out. And then he goes into a commercial about his health care products and all that kind of stuff. Now, be, let us he doesn't give a fuck about anybody. He doesn't believe in anything he's saying. He's grifting. He's selling product. And he still has not paid the people he's got a, who have a judgment against him for his, not his last lies, his, his lies from almost a decade ago now. He's And since then, he's piled on a lot. This guy is a... Uh, He's the epitome of evil in my. Uh, he might be the antichrist if you take all the biblical stuff out of it. He fits all the evil element of not giving a shit about people, trying to make himself a false prophet, and just just in it for his own pocket. And so, uh, do hope he has a stroke and dies on camera today. Yeah, that gets me thrown off YouTube for saying shit like that. I'm down with it. I really am. I mean. If I could drive to Austin and off this guy myself, I would. <laughs> now, that'll get me taken off of YouTube. Um, I'm not going to drive to Austin and off this guy. If I could, I would. But I'm not going to. Anyway, uh, speaking of offering people, <laughs> why that's the worst segment in the world. Uh, Willie and uh, GD are here to, to keep me company this morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. I like your setup, Willie. It's it's uh it's it's stepping up there. That, they, I knew you would like that. I I knew it. I knew you would like this way way more. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Go something ahead, about coffee. Yeah, I'm sorry, GD. No, I was waiting to see what he said about coffee. No, I was going. No, you that's, you, that's your coffee. thing. I'm not going to steal your thing. That's your thing. Why wouldn't you steal my thing? When, when, when would I understand that? I thought you like you stole from Cosby. Why wouldn't you steal from me? He's uh, yeah, but okay, uh, I'm I not good enough. You, I, I I'm not good enough to steal nobody, from. 
No, the reason I steal from Bill Cosby is because I learned in prison that nobody cares when you can steal from a sex offender. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you said yeah. sets like mathematics. I thought yeah. I would no, I thought you meant sets like you know pairs of socks and I've offended those no. many times. Yeah. Oh, you oh okay. I misunderstood. Never mind. Yeah, you you can steal anything you want from a sex offender, that's for sure. Okay, I got you, got you. All right, in that case, mind dog coffee. Technically, it's food. My dog coffee. <laughs> I don't know about that. Is it? Te- yeah, what's, technically it is. It has nutrition. What's the nutritional value? Yep. I don't know, but it's. I, I know that it's more than a postage stamp. And a postage stamp, back in the day when postage stamps, when you could lick them, it turns out that they had a, a caloric value. So they were technically the glue on the back of a stamp was considered food. Wow. Technically. I mean, I mean, there was one time I got really, really hungry and I just decided to send like 50 letters instead. So, I mean, if, yeah, you would have, you, if you, if you tried to make that your mainstay, you would have starved because I think it takes more calories to lick a stamp than you got back from the stamp. (laughs) It's like a diet. Hey, yeah, exactly. It's like an ex- it's like a dieting exercise while you eat. Yeah, USPS and, and back then people used to send out letters like chain mail and stuff like that for a living. Um, now, what, what if? Yeah, no, they did. What if? What if you? What if you ate the whole stamp? Does the paper add to any value? Well, I think it does, but the, the research was done on the glue. <laughs> So, and, and you know the thing is, you know the real thing. Here's the thing is, my wife and I used to uh, one. We used to. Uh, I used to be amazed. Actually, we were looking for friends who would get us grants because with the things that people got grant money for to study, I'm thinking right. there's got to be something out there I can study. And right, get I'm trying money. to get some grant money right you know, now. What are you talking about? <laughs> you no, know, like like Matt was talking about wasn't that spiders fart? There's a guy out there with grant money. He's just still doing the research. Because right. he's not, he doesn't know whether or not to count the gas that comes out with the web and he shoots it out as a fart or not. And also, where's that? Is it is the spinet? Is a spinet or a spinneret? The part where it comes out is that actually attached to the anus? I'm not familiar with spider an, uh, anatomy, and I'm sure there is a spider spiderologist out there, arachnophobist. What's I don't know what they're called. Spider well, people. I, I think he'd be too scared. There's to a Spider Man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Spider Man out there. Who's there been studying? Okay, and he's Peter been studying. So, Spider Man, if you can hear me, okay. is the part where the webbing comes out part of the anus or the spinneret or spinet a separate part of the spider? You know, uh, I have to say, uh, one time I watched a big ass bumblebee and a black widow go at it, and it, it was some mixed really marriages. Mixed fun. marriages are rough, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, neither one of them made it out of that alive, actually, because what happened was... But how did she become bee... a widow? <laughs> By definition, a widow has to live. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know what? To be fair, the you're right. The spider did die first, because I saw the bumblebee fly into the web, and then um, the spider came and grabbed it and started doing this little thing. You know, and I don't know if you know this, but spiders they'll wrap you up head first so that you suffer right. as they cocoon you or whatever. And um, 
But as it was doing that, like, like the spider lost its grip on the bee because it was a big ass fucking bee. And so the spider lost the grip on the bee and the bee came up and fucking stung the fucking spider. Right. And so the spider fucking like crumples up, falls to the fucking ground and the bee like gets loose from the silk or whatever. But like it's already it's already like a like it was covered to like here, like just before the wings. It was already like covered. Right. And so it couldn't fucking see anything. And I don't know how bees breathe or whatever, but it fucking like kept hitting the house. It just kept running into the house over and over and over. And each time it hit the house, it was just hitting at a lower point until finally it died. Also, it was the greatest uh, probably 25 minutes of my life. But I think I was also high when I was watching it. So I mean. It, technically, well, that's the show. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> next week for the yeah, just about how ants fucking mutate. I would love to do a story on how ants fuck. There, there was a grant done about a research done about how long a bee can live without its head, and it can live. Some bees can live for up to a year without its head, and it turns out then they die of suffocation. So apparently, <laughs> there's a way that it can take in air without its head. Probably breathes out his ass. <clears throat> kind of like how I talk. Well, uh, let me just say we've taken uh, reversed roles here because Willie's technical situation is perfect. And uh, <laughs> GD has a really high uh, high frequency uh, oh, yeah, setting on the yeah. DQ now where uh, there's no bass in your mic at all. And it all sounds like you're on a phone line from uh, around the world. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. It's all, it's all high end. There is absolutely no mid range, no bottom, nothing. It's all treble. No, no bottom. Uh, before wow. we get too far into things, I do want to let you know I do I do have a, a short Golden Globes report for at some point. Oh, do it. Um, you know what? I don't. I was thinking about just calling in sick today. I really, I don't have anything for this show. I got nothing. I am. Dead. I'm dead man walking. But I, uh, we can definitely do that. You know, as soon as as soon as I just say this, uh, I think we've already put out some misinformation. I put out was this, did postal stamps ever have any uh, classification as food? I got. Uh, you want to be celebrate Latin American cuisine? <laughs> in Guatemala, uh, it sure is. <laughs> uh, did food stamps ever have? Uh, did food stamps ever have any value? No, I know. I put in the. Uh, did posted stamps ever have food status or nutritional value? And I'll get this is. These are what I got. Did food stamps ever have any value? Uh, monetary value. Uh, celebrate Latin American cuisine. Stamps with food and drink. Uh, short history of SNAP. Uh, U.S. Postal Stamp history, uh, and then I go in there, and there's nothing about food uh, being classified as a food or any of that stuff. Stamps and postcards, uh, what do we know about them? That's all that comes up. Uh, can I get food stamps? It's all, you know, so I don't know. Maybe it, it's conv- – even Google is like, that. what kind of fucking question is that, dude? <laughs> that's basically what they're saying. Even well, that's why um, – I, I don't know what to do with about the sound because I can't hear it myself. I I just, uh, damn it. Hmm. 
Well, uh, uh, okay. Well, uh, are you the, on the phone? Well, yeah, I'm using my phone. Yeah, with the microphone settings in the phone somehow really, really high. There's no bass at all. It's all, it sounds like you're making a phone call. And it's uh, all about that bass, that bass. Yeah. No trouble. It's, it's all, all about, about the bass. Um, no trouble. Yeah, what, what what the hell did I do? Did want to talk about? Um, I forget now. I'm shot. I'm fucking shot, man. I'm shot. That's all there is to it. Got that COVID brain going on. Got that COVID brain going on. Um, people talking about COVID. You know, a lot of people getting it now. But hey, listen, that doesn't feel deadly. I'm not. I'm not going to the hospital or any of that kind of shit. But it it did knock me on my ass like big time, big time. It was whole weekend. I didn't. Couldn't do anything. Work for like five minutes at a time, and then just pass out. Just literally pass out. I can't do it anymore. Uh, so I got nothing, man. So what about the global 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 gold golden globe award? Now, yesterday on Twitter, oh no, it wasn't Twitter. It was my new news feed on on the phone that said uh, the Golden Globes are back, sort of. And I didn't know yeah. how to read the article. What does that mean, sort of? Like, well, that? I think I think what they mean is that it was kind of a you know that it was a fairly decent show. You know what I mean? I think that uh, I think Joe Coy did a good job. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I uh, I watched the monologue. I watched the a number of the uh, who hosted it. Joe Coy, I love Joe Coy. He's one of my favorite comedians. Honestly. Really. Yeah, I've I've liked him ever since uh, Chelsea Handler used to have Chelsea lately on the E Channel. Yeah, I used to watch that very religiously. I used to love the panel section of that, which Joe Coy was a part of many many times. I mean, that's probably one of the things that helped popularize him a lot was right. being on Chelsea lately for sure. You say uh, religiously. Uh, you you watched it religiously. Did you pray before the show came on? And you got yeah, to- I usually prayed that someday Chelsea Handler would let me eat her pussy. That's usually really what I was praying. Yeah. Oh my God! All you day find, long, you find you find her attractive? Do you? I mean, uh, I do. I do find her attractive, and and I'm pretty sure that if I rocked her world, I'm sure it would help me in some way. So Chelsea Handler, if you're listening out there anywhere, I'll. I'll definitely eat that snatch for a show. That's isn't she a lesbian? I think she is. No. Hey, listen, listen. I I will contend. I will contend that I can absolutely keep pace eating pussy with lesbians. Absolutely. I'll. I'll That's not the point. I'll put my skills up against the lesbian any day of the week. That's not the point. Is would she let you? Would she be have any interest in in? I'll tuck my penis. It'll be fine. I'll shave my chest. I'll tuck my penis. It'll be. It'll be totally fine. It'll be totally uh, maybe I don't. And think... I'm pretty sure she's not lesbian. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I put out some misinformation. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that she. She likes. She likes the D. I'm pretty she, sure. She doesn't look like anybody who would. <laughs> and and I guarantee you, if I scored with Chelsea Handler, Danica wouldn't even care. She wouldn't even. She wouldn't even mind. Uh, all right. What? Is that right, man? If I scored with Chelsea Handler, you'd be like, "Woohoo, way to go!" No, I, I, <laughs> and she's gonna hit me with that shovel. She's no, got. I'm not. Stop it! This is why I didn't take Wait, the other one. Shovel, you ma- you're making you're making your wife shovel snow. Is that no? She just no. She's delivering the shovel so that I can go shovel after the show. No, <laughs> she, I, how much snow did yeah, you get? I'll do it. 
Uh, I mean, we're still getting it. So, I mean, we're not done getting it. Like, yeah, no. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, no. But, I mean, uh, oh, hang on a second. Give me one second. I'll turn you around. There's another storm coming, too. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him. Wow. Uh, well, we got a good look at Willie's setup there. It's a very cool setup. Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is her aunt and uncle's place here. Uh, sorry about the light, but can you see out there? You yeah. see what we're? Oh, it looks like you got an inch or two. I mean, that's yeah, what she still, said. We <laughs> we got more coming. We got more coming, and more is on. That's what he said. No, <laughs> fucking GD. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we didn't. We just got a dusting. We didn't get really anything here, so, but we were prepared for. A lot, but nothing happened. Babe, I'll do it. I'm I'm happy with that. That nothing happened. I mean, not nothing happened. Do you want to be on the nothing. show while I shovel? Is that? No. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, Joe Coy hosted, and uh, what's the, is it like? A Golden. I've never watched the Golden Globes. <laughs> I don't care about. I've never watched any award shows, to be honest. I'm being perfectly honest here. Last time I watched an award show, it was the Academy Awards in 1972 or 73. Jeez. It was the year the Godfather won. That's the last oh, time. Okay. That's the last time I watched. So that's over 50 years ago. Uh, what are the Golden Globes all about? Is it movies? Is it television? Is it a little? It's both. It's both. I thought actually. it was porn. Wasn't I thought it was a breastesses contest. <laughs> no, that's a uh, God. What is the name of that? There, there is a porn. There, there is. Um, yeah, yeah. What the hell is the name of the porno fucking award? The hubbies. No, um, it's it's kind of a cool name though. I do like it. Um, I just, why can't I remember that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, the Epstein's. <laughs> yeah, the Epstein. <laughs> that's child porn. Uh, no, no, the uh, yeah, I remember it. I by the um, adult something, you know, all that kind of uh, acronym, but okay, what uh -oh. adult video news awards they have those, so the I guess there's that, but there's there's other ones, yeah, okay, here we go, list of pornographic film awards. That's what we need. Wow, there's a list of them? That means there's, there's more than a, one. There's a fucking list of them. Why Why is this being stupid? And? Um, yeah, the ABN Awards. ABN I think that's Awards. the only one. Yeah. yeah that's the uh, girl who was on the show who yeah. won one of those. I think Dude, I, you know, I'm sure Cock there's got to be like a blowjob. Yeah, blowjob of the year award. Cocksucker of the year, yeah. I know. Uh, Blowjobs, yeah. Was I know, you know, I wonder. Never mind. That, I'm, <laughs> that was going to be beyond inappropriate. Um, okay. uh, so, do you want do you want my report here or whatever? Yeah, let's hear let's hear about okay. the Google. I don't have any music yeah. for that. Or yeah, no, it's all right. I'm just da, 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 that's wonderful music, GD. Thank you for including that. Uh, best actor in a drama went to Cillian Murphy from Oppenheimer. Uh, best actor in a musical or a comedy went to Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. One of my favorites. I love Paul Giamatti. I don't know if you guys. He was that, trending either. last week, and I think that's why he was supposed yeah. to win that. He was, yeah, he he won that. Uh, Barbie won Cinematic and Box Office Achievement Award. 
Um, that achievement was kicking the shit out of John Wick. Um, Wait a minute. Now, Barbie w- was, I thought it was an, it was like a, you know, um, uh, animated movie, right? Or not? No, it's no, 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 no. It's uh, back Austin's in it. Uh, Megan, uh, uh, Margot Robbie plays uh, Barbie herself. Oh, okay. Um, well, no, actually, there's like every woman in Barbie land well, is a Barbie, except <laughs> right. for Skipper so, and yeah. Christine. Um, so she played well, 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 like like not plain Barbie, but like legacy stereotypical Barbie. Barbie. Stere- right, stereotypical. stereotypical Barbie is what she played. Right. Uh, I did end up. I'm not gonna lie. I did end up watching the movie with my wife. You love. Uh, it. Wow. I'm under under duress a little bit, which I find interesting because we tried to watch the Cat Williams interview and we got about 20 minutes into it before my wife's like, "I'm not watching this anymore." Really? <laughs> yeah, my wife couldn't even <laughs> handle the Cat Williams interview. She was fucking pissed. Can she I ask? Do, 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 do you know? Does she know? Remember what he said? That was the trigger moment that said, "I can't." Because I, I remember mean, with you with broke back mountain. It was like the "I can't quit you" moment. I can't quit you. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> no, I think it was just uh, she was just really upset that he was speaking out against people that she's really a fan of. You know, she 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 likes a lot of the guys that he was talking against and it really upset her and she didn't want to listen to it anymore and what so, did he say about me <laughs> but she doesn't like you gd oh oh okay okay <laughs> so it doesn't matter what he said about me okay no, never mind no, but like uh like, yeah i think ice cube was the big one she she really was upset about the whole friday stuff and talking about that or whatever but i don't know you know um I did watch some of the response from Ricky Smiley. And Ricky Smiley, in my opinion, was kind of backtracking from things he said on Shannon Sharp's show on his podcast. Ricky Smiley got on his morning show. I guess it's probably a radio show, not a podcast. But uh, Ricky Smiley's morning show, he even even had his fucking manager – from that time period, I think he, I think he might still be his manager or whatever, but was was his manager back then, and had his manager call in to defend. But like, like in my opinion, what Ricky said on his on on his show was a little bit of a backtracking from what he actually said on Shannon Sharp's show, which is what Cat Williams took issue with. You know what I mean? And so like. And, Careful, you you know, your wife's not going to want you around because yes, if you're taking the same. Listen, position. I love I love Cat Williams, <laughs> and I don't listen. If you got from for me, it seemed to me that he was really only. I think he did well to bring up people that already brought up his name or stuff he was involved with or whatever. And in my opinion, I feel like Cat was really responding to a series of things other people had said or whatever you know what i mean so i don't yeah. think it was um See, it didn't bother me nearly i will watch it today if i could watch it on my phone i can't do long form stuff on the phone i mean i get basically i can do like two minutes of holding the phone in my hand before i'm like uh, put the <laughs> phone down and go to sleep so yeah. that's why i haven't watched the cat williams thing but i am oh. definitely uh i'm interested in, in hearing the whole long form thing and what he actually had to say yeah, yeah, no, I want to. I, I want to go back and watch the rest of it for sure. I just got to do it when Danica. Any, any. Uh, so going back to the Golden Globes. Yeah, any, I got any, more. Oh, you got more? Go ahead. Go. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry, we went off. We kind of went off track or whatever. But um, best drama. 
went to Oppenheimer as well as uh, Best Director. Christopher Nolan won for Best Director for Oppenheimer as well. Uh, Best Musical or Comedy went to Poor Things, which I'm sure upset Tom Segura. Um, (laughs) Emma Stone also won Best Actress in a Comedy uh, for Poor Things. Uh, Best Foreign Film went to Anatomy of a Fall, um, which can be seen usually on America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, uh, Anatomy of a Fall also won best uh, screen best screenplay. What? What? No. Yeah. Yep. It won best screenplay and best foreign film. Uh, best actress in a drama went to Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, and best original song went to Bad Guy Billy Eilish for What I Was Made For. And, wow. Uh, also. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. also took home Best Supporting Actor. As Wait well. a minute! Wait! Stop! What? All right, thank you, Billy Idol. Uh, Billy Billy Eilish. Oh, did Billy, I say Billy Eilish? Did I say you Billy said Eilish? yeah. You said you bad, said you said bad boy. Bad boy Billy Eilish. Bad guy like Billy Eilish. No, because yeah, oh. Billy Eilish had that song. I'm a bad guy. Oh, okay. Duh. All right. I don't know Billy Eilish's music. Oh my god! Yeah, I only—that's only a know great song. song. But it sounded like you said "Bad Boy Billy Eilish." He did. I he did. did. Well, I don't I know if he said he, he said "Bad Boy Billy Eilish." So oh. I was—I—I. I, I, that I, guy. That no, guy. Didn't said I say boy. guy? You said you bad boy. boy. You said bad boy. <laughs> you said bad boy Billy Eilish. Yeah. So I was like, Billy Eilish have new music? What the fuck? No, no. <laughs> and, and I was wondering why, with with the Golden Globes that Billie Eilish has, I was wondering why you was calling her a bad boy. She, well, unless I really she was talking about, it. unless she was talking about those bad boys. Yeah, no, so I, really I don't know. Because I meant to say bad guy Billie Eilish because she had that. That was like her breakout hit, whatever. You, you know what? Um, now that you explained the joke, it's a much. It's really funny. Right. See, if I knew anything about comedy, <laughs> if I knew anything about comedy, I'd have known that the joke gets funnier after you explained it. But I don't know anything about comedy, so uh, yeah, yeah I get gonna, it now. I'm going to bury myself in the snow today. Okay, <laughs> no, I get it now. So that's what I'm going to start doing in my routines from now on. I'm going to start explaining the jokes. I think what that'll make me. That. I think, I think make you pretty much comedian. do that every single time you you you, you, you say something. And then and then he says, "I'm just kidding." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that um, it for the Golden Globe stuff now? Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's that's it now. Well, it's funny, you know, bad guy, bad. <laughs> yeah, bad guy. The best I thought because I again from my phone videos yesterday, the best opening line to a song in my opinion ever, Fiona Apple, criminal. I've been a bad, bad girl. Now, don't you want to hear more? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the way she says it. Like, it's all, it yeah. comes out just super sultry. Yeah, like that. so, so. Dude, you know what? That's, dude, Danica needs to do that for fucking karaoke. Criminal? God, that'd be fucking, yes. Yeah, oh you know, that's a song. But like, did she have any music after that? I don't think so. She married I mean, David I mean, I'm sure she had music, but I don't think it was like well known music or anything. Yeah. And she she played it up well because the the clip I saw was from her on Saturday Night Live doing it, and she starts like on her hands and knees. It's like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, and then whatever happened, I thought she'd be a big star. I know she married David Blaine. I don't know if they're still together or any of that kind of. He made it disappear. He made her career disappear. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he made a career disappear. Yeah, <laughs> but what that's a really, really powerful opening line to a song lyrically and the way she, you know the delivery of it, and it doesn't suck after that. But that's that is the hook right from the very first uh, you know words that she says. It starts on that, so really good stuff. Anyway, that just brought that to mind when you said bad bad boy Billy Idol. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I, I, I don't know. I think the best opening line for a song is "Love" from "Love Child." Diner, the, the, the Supremes' "Love Child." It, I mean, they start off with the words "tenement slum," and after that, you just want to know more about the tenement slum. <laughs> this is this is from Mr. Ink Spot here. Uh, now bringing up Diana Ross. <laughs> Right. Oh my. Oh my God. Well, first really? of all, I didn't believe that you didn't remember. I. If I didn't care, which is probably the, only the most popular Ink Spot song ever. It doesn't even. If come I up, didn't care, it, it doesn't even come up in the Ink Spots uh, search. Are you looking? Which Ink Spots are you looking? What color Ink Spots are you looking for? Because no. I'm looking for the black. We're talking about the black Ink Spot. There was a black group, the Ink Spots. They're, I don't know they're what all. Spots. They're all black. Uh, the okay. number one hit was maybe I don't want to set the world on fire if I didn't care is third on the on but the still it, it's up there uh, I just can't believe that you didn't know if I didn't care because that's to me that's that's the one that's the one song of theirs that I actually probably could sing if they if I heard it on the radio I'd... 1937 yeah uh, oh 1932 I'm sorry, 1932. So yeah, you, you're talking about a hundred-year-old song. What? What? Let's sing uh, "Old Susanna" while while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, this I, makes sense. I I know "Old Susanna." <laughs> <laughs> I okay. remember that one. I don't remember if I didn't care. Want to okay. hear it? No, I'm not going to play it. No. So so I I I love uh, "Love Child." by the Supremes that the first opening line is Tenement Slum and, and it just just hooks you into the rest of the song. Tenement Slums. Tenement Slum. Opening I line. Mean, slums are hard to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Once, you, once you're in, once you get hooked into the yeah, Tenement Slum, you're not getting out and you're just there yeah, for the whole no song. Yeah. The best and, things but, in life are free. Unless you become a professional athlete no. or have a hit song. The best things in life by the ink spots. Anyway, why am I down down ink spot hell? Uh well no. But today, I, I, get out of it, please. Yeah. Uh it's the birthday of what's this guy's name? John John Wojciechowicz. You remember John John Wojciechowicz. Remember him? No. Who? The name sounds familiar. John Wojciechowicz. Wojt Wojt maybe it's Wojciechowicz. Yeah. It could be Wojciechowicz. It's W O J T O W I C Z. Smith. And, and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. What the? What? Why is his birthday important? Uh, it's not his birthday isn't important. In 1972, <laughs> he robbed the bank to uh, get money for his uh, wife, his transgender wife, uh, his wife's transitioning uh, operation. And they made a movie out of it called Dog Day Afternoon, and Al, Al Pacino paid him in the movie. 
Really? You don't? Did you see Dog Day Afternoon? No, I think that came out when I was still pretty young. And yeah. So like, it's kind of a like my. I don't think my mom would have let me watch that. Oh, Al, Al Pacino was already in The Godfather. The Godfather had already wrapped, and uh, uh, they started filming this. Al Pacino, basically, it's a hot summer day in Brooklyn, and Al Pacino is robbing the bank uh, in Brooklyn. He's got a crew of guys with him to rob the bank, and he it, it gets caught in the meantime, and it's a hostage situation and, and the standoff and all this stuff, and he wants to call his wife, Leon. Now, in, in this thing, his wife's name is Eden. Uh, but it's all about trying to get money to pay for the, the uh, sex change operation for his, his wife. Um, what year was this or whatever? Nineteen seventy-two. They were 50. already doing. They were already doing operations back then. Yeah, yeah. very first one was uh, uh, Christine Jorgensen, I believe, in the early sixties. Uh, okay. I should look that up. Christine. And they used to, now. To, to be honest, back then, I think most of the work was being done in Europe. Because yeah. there was the, one of the jokes, one of the big jokes at the time, if you were a comedian, uh, if I remember correctly, was I think Nixon, they said, so, the, the joke would be, so-and-so went abroad and came back abroad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you would just put in a different name. And, it, and so the first time I heard it was, it was like the, I think it was like a, some politician, maybe Nixon. No, I can't remember who, I can't remember the first time I heard it, but they just said, so and so went abroad and came back abroad. I thought that's that's pretty funny. Christine Jorgensen was an American. This is listen to this. You're gonna the number is gonna kill you. Uh, Christine Jorgensen was an American actress, singer, recording artist, and transgender activist. A trans woman, she was the first person to become widely known in the United States for having sex reassignment surgery in 1945. Yeah! Oh, wow! Nineteen forty-five. I'm sure they didn't. This the state of the art was not very clean in those yeah, days. Sure. They had to it had to be a little weird. I'm surprised. To be honest, I'm surprised you even found a doctor that would do it in nineteen forty-five. Are you kidding? The, the th- all right. First of all, you had the Nazis over there doing all kinds of experiments, and not all of them stayed in germany some of them got out because they wanted to do good work instead of bad yeah, right yeah, a lot of them. some of them were like my work is being used for bad so i want to escape from nazi germany and maybe go to italy and do some good work you know or whatever mm-hmm. you know so so not all of, yeah so they were they were doing all kinds of crazy shit with with the surgeries back in, then in denmark now she it took she was still in bed recovering in 1952 what that I told you, it's state of the art of surgery. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, now, see, I think the issue wasn't that she was the surgery went bad. I think she kept getting infected from um, masturbation, testing out the new equipment, and she just kept getting infected, infection after infection after infection. <laughs> and so there's like, look, you've got to stop touching yourself. You got to, you got to Kelly's, stop looking at me. <laughs> Kelly's great great grandmother. <laughs> They got the, a so, picture of the doctor doing it. Believe me, this doctor looked like he, he, you know, Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. So that was the very first one, 1945, but she was still recovering in 1952. Uh, gender affirming oh, wow. surgery gripped America in. Uh, 1952 with I Am Your Daughter 
basically, she, I guess that's when she used to, uh, came out with the book about, and I, uh, she wrote, oh, it's a letter that she wrote, uh, uh, nature made a mistake, which I have now corrected. I am now your daughter. Oh my God. Wow. 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 So that was a, that must have been a shock, the very first one. <laughs> but she was already a, a famous actress and singer before that. I think that so, end, ended her. So career. her husband didn't have to rob a bank for the surgery. Is that what no, you're telling us? So when they one. made the movie, when they made the movie about her, is that was that? You're, 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 you're conflating two different things. Okay, that's not unusual. Yeah. I thought, but that's not what Dog Day Afternoon was about. Uh, they, Dog they... Day Afternoon was about a sex change operation in 1972. They never got happened. Never happened because the guy was caught in the robbery. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. But they they made the movie. Al Pacino started started in the movie. But it, at the time, the movie was kind of because Pacino played the guy as absolutely nuts. It was a hostage situation. John Casale, who was also in The Godfather, played Fredo, was also one of the bank robbers in that movie. But it was it was a very because in Brooklyn at at that time it, those cops were like not really trained for hostage situations <laughs> and it was a a long day i believe it was 104 degrees out that day and he's on the street he's got there were helicopters and they got they're all well armed the the uh, hostage takers and it was a standoff and it was a big thing all the news cameras there and the whole thing was caught basically on videotape for the news stations and then they decided well we've got to make this into a movie they rushed that movie out because Pacino and Casals were both in The Godfather Pacino was already rumored to be uh, going to be uh, nominated for an Academy Award and they wanted to get Dog Day Afternoon out before The Godfather so that to capitalize on his fame so gotcha you, sure was, was the casting director the same for those films or something? No, I, I believe uh, um, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, cast The Godfather himself. I, the, uh, Dog Day Afternoon was uh, was not that. Uh, Coppola had okay. nothing to do with it. I no, can't believe I, you guys don't know that one because that was, you know, it was a. Real... I mean, I've heard of the movie. I've just never seen it. Wow. I didn't say I didn't hear hear of it. That was just him. I never answered that question. Yeah, I I, I know about the movie. You, know, you, you got to change. You got to change your tampon once a day. I think because you're a little uh, a little um, I don't know overly reactive to things like that. That's like just just pull the tampon, pull the plug, and flush it. <laughs> you got the pull the string. Holy, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know exactly how they work. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Could be a string. Okay. Could be a could be a fuse. Just light the fuse. <laughs> oh my God! What? No, don't don't light the string. Do not light the string. Uh, wow. Why? What would happen? Wow. What would happen? Wow. Ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, another one of Putin's uh, friends. Uh, speaking of tampons, yeah, yeah, yeah speaking yeah, of tampons, exactly. A woman, uh, Zoya Kanovalova, Kanovalova, forty-eight, found dead uh, with uh, her ex-husband after being poisoned. There, two uh, critics of, <laughs> you know, everybody who uh, crosses Putin, and he doesn't even like try to kind of 
disguise it in any way. They <laughs> either fall out of a hotel room or they get poisoned. Everybody, everybody who crosses him in any way falls out of a hotel room or gets poisoned. You would think, you know, nobody would ever open their mouth ever in a negative way. Again. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think that's, I think that's kind of the main reason people behave in those kind of ways is, you know, because I know that, like, when when I used to be a violent person, uh, part of why, part of why, and. It, for one, I had very little control. Like, like when when I would when I would lose it, I often didn't really have my mind. But I like subconsciously, I think part of why I went so overboard all the time because it was always and it was always way more than it should have been. And and it wasn't it wasn't to teach that person a lesson. It was so that everybody that hears about this instance knows: don't fucking make me mad. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I do think, I do think that when people act out in those ways, there, it, there is it, it, because like, I know for me, even in the time, even in the days that I was a violent person, like I didn't like to be, I always felt bad afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, so it, it was beneficial in some way to go overboard or over respond. So that people just said, okay, never mind. Like, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm probably just talking out my ass. Yeah, you probably are. Now, see, now my thing to get people to not mess with me, uh, as, I, as I got older, uh, I would just practice. I would practice my martial arts out in the yard so that people would see what they're about to mess with. So that in the work, and, and I had a lot of swords and axes and stuff that I used to work right. with out in the yard. Sure. So, I wanted people to see, yeah, right. uh, that not that because first of all, it, it's it's not that I'm crazy, but if you see somebody out in the yard working with swords and axes and spears and stuff like that, you're thinking yeah, you're gonna think twice, especially if right. they're smooth and fluid with their right. If they know what they're like, doing, yeah. and that's all I was doing, right. and so so and and that was so because a lot of my, a lot of my neighbors back then is like, I have a gun in my house. I have a gun in my house. I said, I have yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. in my house. Right, so, right. <laughs> right. Well, nobody, nobody bothered with my shit because it's like, yeah. Well, he's, I, he's remember, I remember. <laughs> I remember he's a few right. months ago, I was working with a friend, and um, and his mother like really freaked out on me or whatever. And my kid, my kid, and my wife. I was on the phone like because I I had a headset on, and I was on the phone with my wife when when this altercation occurred. And uh, and this woman was like yelling at me and talking to me in ways that I generally do not allow people to talk to me. But um, and my wife was like, what in the fuck? Like, she's like, she's like, I wouldn't even talk to you like that. And if I did, you would freak out on me. Like, why does this lady get a pass? And I was like, because her crazy is bigger than my crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like one thing I learned a long time ago is that they're crazy out crazies you fucking stop. Like, like, just let it go because you don't want to get into a pissing match of crazy with somebody who's crazier than you. That's a bad idea all day. Well, uh, I'm just wondering now. You watched the Golden Globes last night, did um? No, I reviewed the Golden Golden Globes. I did uh, not watch them. I stayed. But you back. watched you watched Joe Coy's uh, monologue. I did. All right, Joe Coy is talking about T Swifty. Joe Coy is coming under a lot of fire on Twitter this morning, and I'm wondering if you can even guess why. 
because you watched it. What do you think that he said that would trigger people to the point of he's trending and and people are really uh, trying to rip him a new asshole here on Twitter today? Um, okay, so I know I know that he mentioned Taylor Swift, which everybody always gets in a bunch about because you know Taylor Swift is the the new queen. Oh, I don't know. You know, like I, you know, people. I don't get it. I don't get like, I don't get why she's like packaged the way she's packaged or presented the way she's presented. Like, because you know, the even going all the way back to the whole thing with Chris Rock and Jada Smith, or uh, uh, um, I don't understand the thinking that, especially a comedian who's doing an award show that's talking about people present at the awards. Like, it should not be a surprise to you that a comedian ribs on any of these fucking people. Anybody sitting in this fucking room is fair fucking game, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, like because especially, uh, you know, I don't think Joe had a lot of time. I don't think he knew. Um, I think he said, like, he only knew, like, 10 days ahead of the Golden Globes that he was going to be hosting. So, I mean, it's not like he had a lot of time to prepare, but my, I would imagine that, you know, taking shots at, uh, and it wasn't even a shot. It, it was like, he just, he mentioned how the, um, the difference between the NFL and the Golden Globes was that they were showing um, Taylor Swift far, far less than the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think, because I guess, you know, whenever she goes to a game, I mean, they pretty much keep her on the fucking Megatron or whatever you want to call Apparently, it. every word he said is the uh, reason everybody who was, all these Hollywood people who were there are hating on him. Uh, every word he every, said? Every word he said. The biggest low light of the night was, uh, was uh, had to be Joe Coy coming fresh off the mo- monumental WGA strike, disgracefully throwing the writers under the bus. Uh, then he uh, trashed Barbie. Then he trashed Taylor, Taylor Swift. And uh, but I can't believe I mean, Joe Coy is universally hated now by everybody. Uh, Joe Coy says something. Everyone watched the Golden Globe Awards. Um, you know, unexplainable hate for Joe Coy is now validated. Oh, Never man. invite Joe Coy to one of these things again. He was the most awful uh, today. I disagree with this assessment entirely. And, and I don't know. And I don't know I think who it's Joe Coy is. <laughs> Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Um, Coy like, like a fish. fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't know um, who he is. I don't know either one of them. I don't know do Joe Coy or Joe Corey. I don't know look, either one of them. He looks like Howie Mandel a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, like the the Filipino uh, Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But man, it goes uh, but, on and on and on. People, uh, I I'm gonna say that I think I think they're pulling a Netflix thing uh, with this because I think that they're uh, generating that kind of um, response so that people go and watch it. Emma, like, Emma, because, Emma Stone says asshole to Joe Coy after he jokes about Taylor Swift. Uh, I mean that's dumb because it was a nothing comment. Like like it was really. I I disagree with that entirely. But what so it maybe, is, so maybe there's, maybe, there's, 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 go ahead, GDM. I was just saying maybe the problem isn't what he said is that that he didn't explain the joke after he was done. <laughs> so 
No, I think uh, I think maybe the problem is is it uh yeah the whole somebody somebody needs to change their tampon again like or, or maybe it was just listen, people people are getting way too fucking soft. Toughen up, you fucking Nancys, like fucking crybaby. Or, or if you're going to go up to somebody, make it really funny so that everybody has to laugh. Maybe it's just like really yes. that's all you got. That's I the will best say thing. that. I will say the funnier it is, like if you're being yeah. mean to somebody, but you're doing it in a funny way, that's actually one of the things I um I do in like small group situations or whatever, especially if there's somebody that's particularly being pretentious or kind of an asshole or whatever. Like I'll I'll burn them and I'll burn them in front of everybody in a way that like makes everyone laugh. So now if that guy gets mad at me for the burn. He looks like the asshole because everyone else is laughing. And, and then you, you explain know, matter, bro? You and, and then you explain and then you explain it to him and then he gets it and then he laughs. I this is I'm I'm gonna no, get it. the group the group explains it to him because you don't because then you want the group to do your talking for you because otherwise you are the asshole. Let me yeah, I, I, I learned so much about comedy listening to you. Yeah, you're so. welcome. Let me <laughs> Let me read you one of one of the tweets from today. Ten minutes in, and Joe Coy, or it's from last night, obviously, guys tweeting and watching, which is the kind of uh, standard now. People watch television and tweet about it while they're watching it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ten minutes in, and Joe Coy has already threw his writers under the bus, made seventy six offensive jokes, endlessly complained to the that the audience isn't digging his jokes, made everyone in the world hate him, made everyone grateful for Jared Carmichael from last year. I don't know Jared Carmichael. So, <laughs> uh, so or poor Jared. Joe, huh? So yeah, said, poor Joe. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think he, it was that bad. I thought it was all right. I, I hope the check makes makes it worth dealing with all this abuse uh yeah no it, there's not one good thing and it's just an endless scroll of people hating on him nobody nobody has come to us usually in in a in something like this in a scroll like this you will find a, a handful of people saying uh like what will saying like i disagree nobody's even saying that everybody is piling on i guess it's the thing to do today I, I, I'm going to try, attempt to answer this for Kelly um, without any having done my research. Um, Ke Kelly, I think the reason, one of the reasons why that um, uh, Ricky Gervais gets a pass is because as a culture, we have stolen enough from him and we owe him, you know, the office, which was like a really, really popular show here. I think that's like his baby over in Europe, I, I think. And also, Ricky Gervais loves dogs, and everybody knows you loves dogs. You, if, if you are an avid dog lover, you can do almost anything to people and get away with it, as long as you're an avid dog lover. I mean, that's, that's true. I don't know. I, now, I, don't I would know say about Joe Coy. I would say if you would like to see uh, Ricky Gervais get ripped a new asshole, look up po uh, podcast cringe uh, on YouTube. And he, uh, right. there's a thing where uh, Chris Rock, uh, Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld, and Ricky Gervais are in there. And uh, this guy, the podcast grin guy, uh, goes through every reason why he thinks that Ricky Gervais is not only an asshole, but uh, that the other three guys are looking at him like he's a piece of shit and, and, and realizing he's a piece of shit throughout the whole thing. It's a really compelling thing. And I happen to, I ha he convinced me that he's pretty much right about what the other three were thinking with, with Rich, Ricky Gervais because they, they basically 
uh, treating him like an amateur in, in the world. Like he knows absolutely nothing about comedy. And man, what what, what are you with Dick? Why don't you just shut up and let the let the three of us have the rest of the podcast? Uh, oh my so, god! Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because he, being British, the comedy that he does is essentially British comedy. When their yeah. comedy and our comedy are different, so yeah. it's for me. It's like the the. I have a I have a friend, an acquaintance, I should say, who wants to wants to be like an a, a comedy award thing, just like there's for music, and, and well, Aaron Aaron Bullet, he was on your sh- on the show, Aaron Bullet, he wants okay. to develop a a a a show, you know, comedy award show, like there is for music and acting and stuff like that. And one of the things I was telling him is that you have to have a like, categories out the ass because. You know, comedy and you know, just like we have foreign films, you have to have like foreign comics, so to speak. And what's sure. funny there is not going to be the same as what's funny here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it took us it took us a while. I mean, you just look at like Monty Python, what how that developed, you know, as and um, Benny Hill, David Allen show, uh, the, those the British talk shows and comedy things versus what we did. Which is, I think, another reason why we wind up stealing so many pilots from them. You know, just Americanizing them. Uh, right. I can't. I can't see I mean, so well. My my eyes are really so. Dark. Kelly Kelly mentions here that that he's with Coy B Filipino. That, uh, but see, he's not. He's not from the Philippines. Like he grew up here in America. Like his mother is. Um, from the Philippines, like his mother, like lived in the Philippines, but like Joe grew up here. It's not like he's himself is foreign. He just has Filipino heritage. Right. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember. There was a, a petition to uh, have uh, Ricky Gervais not only not allowed to host any shows anymore, but actually uh, have him not allowed in, back in America again. They they actually had man, that's crazy. But see, say, listen, that he, he escapes any kind of criticism to me after because there was an active petition to have him banned from right. the United but States. But in my opinion, dude, I when Ricky Gervais did the Golden Globes, I laughed my motherfucking ass off because. But I have the ability to laugh at the fucking truth. You could. You could tell me the fucking truth and I'll laugh at how fucking ridiculous what's really going on in this world is. And I think that's more so what happened. You know, people can't handle somebody holding up a fucking mirror and showing them what the fuck they really look like. I think that's the real problem. Especially in Matt's house when the mirror's gone. Yeah, the mirror's gone. He can't shave anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's man, it's really funny that you should mention that you didn't have a mirror because my wife and I were talking about that. Uh, there's something I was watching on television, and I, I and I said to and I said to the guy, I said, I don't understand. You can make a mirror, and my wife goes, You can make a mirror. I say, Yes, you can make a mirror. And so yeah, make them all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to make I made one when I was a kid. You know, as a as a project, you know, just using glass and like, you know, black black um paper or and glass and aluminum foil and stuff like that, and I made a mirror, right. you know. So I it was something we were watching on television, and the guy didn't how to, the guy didn't have a mirror in the house, and I was just thinking, it was just you can make a mirror. Yeah, but you you can make a mirror 
but you can't shave your head uh, holding a mirror that you made. I it depends on what I mean, you made out of and how you made it. No, you can't hold, you're not holding up anything while you're shaving your head. You got to have full concentration on not cutting a fucking ear off. Uh, so you, you can't be holding. You, you got two ears, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. What are you worried about? Wow. <laughs> I can't hear you. I cut, cut off both my ears. Uh, see, now that would be, see, that would be, I'm sorry. My, my, I, I'm, I'm having such a, I feel so, I feel like such a shit today because my cat does not usually come in here with me. Um, okay. and, and, and I had a cat bed in here that was just falling apart. And so I threw the cat bed out before I replaced it. I was going to replace it today after the show, but I had to throw the cat bed out because trash got picked up today. Right. She yeah. came in here and now she has no cat bed. She never comes in here when I'm on the, when I'm doing this. She <laughs> doesn't like the noise, but she came in, looked in the corner, saw that there was no cat bed and decided that she was going to be in here and, and lay on top of my luggage. Well, yeah. my my wife does this every with everything, and she I brought it up, and she said, "Name one thing," and I was able to name like twenty, <laughs> twenty things later. Yeah. She's like, "Just yeah. stop, just okay. stop." At, at least three couches that I remember. That Matt, I were... you failed. You failed the test. She didn't say list. She said name them. So in other words, the sofa, Paul, <laughs> the 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 mirror, Max. See, yeah, she no. asked you to name them, not list them. She knew the. She already knew the list. No, she wanted to know knew their name. Yeah. Has names. Yes. So, oh, I feel like I'm having a hearty, but I'm not. It's just like that. Oh, every once in a while, it's like a punch in the chest. Really bad. Anyway, not. Just, is, is this is this the new uh, slang term for a heart attack? A hearty? I feel like I'm having a hearty. Yeah, it was not new. Do you I get that from my... eating at Hardee's? Is that what that is? Is a... no, I I mean I've been calling too many Frisco burgers, and now my heart's gonna give out. I think I'm having a hearty. Maybe it's Long Island lingo for for Italian guys having a heart attack, but it's been yeah. Because this. if I hear hearty, I'm thinking somebody's coming at me with a boner. I'm having a hearty. <laughs> no, I got, I got a hearty. I got a hearty. I'm gonna take care not of. Not a hard on. A hearty, and, and I thought the and I thought the Italian said angina, 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 like yeah, angina, <laughs> yeah. Because my my mother used to say my mother had my mother said she had angina, but but that's not how Italians say it. Is angina? Angina. How is it? Angina. 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 Right. So that's why I thought hey, you said instead of. Uh, my Go wife ahead. has a heart condition called bradycardia. That's where her heart flutters anytime she sees or hears about Tom Brady. That's wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, no, that's not. I mean, she does have bradycardia, but that's not what it is. Yeah, I know. Uh, it basically means her blood. If she gets scared, her blood pressure drops to the basement. Like, like her <laughs> her beats per minute will go below forty. It's fucking scary as fuck. I'm like. There's times where, like, like, so, like, 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 uh, when she, when we first found out about it, like, uh, she was working at Pizza Hut, and one of the gags around Pizza Hut is people will hide around corners or whatever and try and scare other people. And so, when we first found out about this condition, you know, I didn't want people scaring my wife because it gives her this fucking reaction. And so be like, and, and so I had the perfect opportunity when people was giving like, don't scare my wife. She has a condition. Like just fucking. 
All right, let, let's uh, let's bore people for a second with a, a really quick commercial. I feel bad oh, that great. this is what they're getting for their commercial value, but here it is. Hey there, I'm Mr. Geronimo, product manager for Tricy's Dog. What is Tricy's Dog? Well, for 50 bucks, we send you a high quality sex toy right to your door. Yeah, 50 bucks. Are our toys any good? No, they're fucking amazing, Yeehaw! Each toy is made with body-safe silicone. We are constantly evolving and innovating our product line. They are built for one thing, to shake your world with orgasms you ain't never seen before. Do you like spending $100 for your sex toy? 80 of it goes to retail. What about bumping into your family while at the sex toy shop? Good taste. Get the pleasure you deserve without broadcasting your secrets. And think of all the money we're going to be saving you. Mm. Yeehaw. Yeah, baby. Uh, Do you notice when he picks up that sign, amazing, there's a fucking dildo that drops behind him on the counter. Hold on. Let's, Let's play it again. Yeah, yeah. Hey like there. When he I'm Mr. Geronimo, product manager for Tracy's Dog. What is Tracy's Dog? Well, for 50 bucks, we send you a high quality sex toy right to your door. Yeah, 50 bucks. Are our toys any good? No. They're fucking amazing. Yeehaw. Yeah, yeah. Somebody threw it in. Like somebody, it was thrown in from off, off camera or something to just throw a dildo at him. I think he, he I think muted he, No, I think he knocks shit over. Like when he grabbed that sign, he knocks something over because there's something black that falls over and then that dildo falls. Wow. It, it was a domino effect from when yeah. he grabbed the sign. Uh, yeah. yeah. Geronimo, <laughs> fake-ass name. Of course, that's a fake-ass name. <laughs> the guy don't look like no Geronimo. Mr. Geronimo. Why pick that name, though? Because Geronimo... That's what he shouts. That's what he shouts when he comes. Geronimo! Geronimo! <laughs> I thought you're supposed to do that after jumping off like a hill or something. That's well, you know, coming inside a woman is often like you know committing suicide. So jumping off a hill? No, no. See, this is going to make a really weird transition. But you had you guys go ahead. I I I just I I just had a question after y'all finished talking about this. Go ahead. Well, Geronimo (laughs) was not committing suicide. It was it was an attack. It was a you know surprise attack, jumping off of a higher thing to attack people below. Like, oh, is, it? is that what yeah, it is? I don't know. Like co- <laughs> yes, go yeah. ahead. We're done. Okay, now today, oh, no, man, a real childhood today. Now t- today, uh, if my mother was still alive, would have been her something birthday. I'm not sure which one because they okay. stopped. I stopped counting them after she died. You know, it's not like she was getting right, older. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, that makes sense. But there are going to be people related to me who is going to be posting on Facebook. Right. You no. Know, well, not not my siblings because they're all dead, but my mother's grandkids <laughs> are going to be posting, you know, "Happy Heavenly Birthday, Nana," yeah, and yeah, and I think that's kind of stupid because first it of is. all, uh, birth it's not a heavenly birthday. To have if if it's a heavenly birthday, that would be the day she died, you know. Yeah. In theory. Yeah, that's the day you so, went to heaven. Yeah. Right. So it would have been like so it would have been like January first would have been my mother's heavenly birthday. And and not January eighth. January eighth will be my mother's earthly birthday, but 
of course, I don't want to be it a dick. Doesn't matter anymore because it's not here. <laughs> right. I don't want to be a dick about it, but no, that's I'm going to be. You know, my family is going to be, and they're going to be, and I'm going to be hearing these hearing these uh, alarm bells. You know, your your family is posting right. thing like this, like this, like this, right. and I'm going to look like really? the dick who doesn't wish my mother a heavenly, <laughs> my late mother a heavenly birthday because, well, first of all. I don't really believe in birthdays. I believe they exist. I just don't really be like celebrating them. But the call, right. but the, then there's the double, double indemnity. I don't believe in heavenly birthdays, and I don't celebrate birthdays. And I look like the dick because I'm the last surviving Fenderson, and everybody else is wishing my late mother a heavenly birthday, and I'm like, <laughs> nothing. I mean, listen, just wait till the end of the day and put in one comment. Just say. You're all stupid. <laughs> you know, like, the, the no, heavenly birthday stuff like, definitely gets to me. I, I don't I, like what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, get out of here. It's the anniversary of their death, and I, I get that, and you want to remember them in some way. That's not the best day to remember them. But I, I try to forget. I've been working to forget yeah. dates that are sad dates and try to remember only the happy dates. You know, you know what right. I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, I've no. always talked about that with, with the idea of a headstone and all that stuff. Now I, I do it. And my, my son has a headstone, but yeah. I've been there once because the one time I went there, what, it ruined my week. It ruined like two weeks for me. I, I was emotionally right. broken down. Like, why sure. would anybody want to put them through that and go to, go right. to you know, right. put themselves through that? You know, I, I had a conversation with one of my childhood friends, like the guy that I've been friends with since fucking middle school. We were talking just the other day, and he asked me straight up, especially because both my parents are dead now. He's like, are, are you ever coming back here? And I was like, honestly, bro, I don't think so. I don't I don't see a reason for me to ever return to the town I grew up in. Uh, people people there treated me real fucking bad for the most part. There's a, there's a handful of folks that treated me like I was human there, you know. And and so, like, I, I got no time for it, you know. And it's like I said, you know, I told you that story about how, you know, I had, I had went back home and visited my parents and I went down to the bar and it's just the way someone said my name. I knew that they were one of my bullies. You know what I mean? Like, why Why would I sign up for that shit? Why would I go and fucking subject myself to people that, listen, y'all had zero fucking respect for me when I was a child. Why do you think I'm going to give you time now that I'm making something of myself? Y'all can fuck off. Right. Yeah. It's funny. When I was, I think I, I probably mentioned this last month when it happened. Um, my, or was it, whenever it happened, November, December, I forget, fuck, December, my brother's funeral, or his memorial service, uh, a guy that was friends with my brother, I knew him, I, we weren't friends, he was, because my brother and I were like three years apart, so he was like my brother's friend. He comes to me during the service, uh, he's about six foot three, six foot four. He hasn't grown an inch since high school. What a loser. So he's still six foot three, <laughs> six foot four, and he walks up to me and he goes, he goes, Glenn, uh, Gibson, man, you remember me? I used to torture you in high school. Fucking do. <laughs> and no, I don't know. He said no. He said torment. He didn't say torture. So he said torment. I used to torment you in high school. Right. And I looked at him and I'm thinking to myself, I remember high school and I remember that. 
what you did was not torment. You know, I grew up in a household full of tormentors. What you did was like practice <laughs> when I got home. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. Not, and not only that, but I fought back. You know, I, I fought back, you know, against the, those kids just because cause they picked on me because I was small and because right. they knew my brother wasn't going to take up on me. Well, first of all, nobody knew I had a brother. My brother and I didn't. My brother and I didn't get along. My brother and I were so distanced that people did not realize that we were related. Right. Even though was, the, was the last thing. Gap? What was the age gap? It was a three-year age gap, but yeah, yeah. he disliked me so much, and we didn't look anything alike. And, okay. and so he, like, he, I'd walk down the hall, and he might go, look, faggot. You know, so he's just saying, we didn't, no, we didn't get along at all. Yeah, so, okay. and wow. so people thought, like, I was, like, a loner, and that's why they could pick on me. So I remember, I remember one time in particular, I think, I think, um, God, I'm trying to think of how old I was. It was elementary school, so it had to be. I had to be in. You were probably grade. twelve then, fourteen. Who me? <laughs> no, uh, I was probably like I was probably like eight or so because I think I was in second grade and my sister was in fourth grade, and there was like five or six boys beating me up on the playground, right? And my sister literally, and this is, okay, so, and by the way, I got my ass kicked, like, pretty much every day until I was 12. You don't ever <laughs> have to tell anybody that. It's pretty apparent. Yeah, thank, thank, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks. So, yeah, I, I got my ass kicked pretty much every day since I was fucking 12, and my sister comes over, and she fucking peels, she, like, just peels these guys off of me, just chucks them to the side one by one, right? And she turns around, and she looks at them, she's like, don't you pick on my little brother. And she turned around and looked at me and said, that's my job. And then kicked my ass <laughs> in front of the fucking bullies that she just saved me from. And it's oh. just like, this is only leading to future ass beatings for me down the road. I want you to know that. You know, like, and she thought it was hilarious. She thought it was fucking great. If I wish I, I wish had the phone lines working because I would call her up and get her perspective. Let's hear oh your God, side God, of the story, dude. She she would love that. She would love to talk about kicking my ass. Well, I got to get the phone lines working. <laughs> I, yeah, we got to we got to do this. She she would be all for it. I guarantee you. If we if but, any of us came uh, home, uh, if any of us came home after losing a fight, my mother would send us back out with a stick. Well, that, I'm sorry. We had a choice. We had a choice. My mother says, you can go back out there with a stick and beat their asses, you know, redeem yourself, or I will go out there and beat them up for you. So those are the well, two yeah, choices. You're definitely, you're definitely going with a stick because you're not letting your mom do that. No, I would let my mom go out. Go ahead. <laughs> my choice, the thing is, I, my thing was the fight. I'm just thinking the fight's over. I don't want to deal with this right now. It's you know, never over. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, look, I'm tired. I fought yeah, hard. I lost. It's okay. Yeah. I'll fight. I learned from this fight. I, I can win the next one. You know, because right. if I lost a fight, I took a lot of knowledge back with <laughs> me about what I could have done to win that fight. And so I don't think I've ever lost the same fight twice to the same person ever. Right. Um, well, wow. Except I'm for not... boxing. I'm in boxing. See... There were some guys I used to, I used to box, amateur box. And there was uh -huh. a few guys I just could not beat, period. Right. I just didn't have the weaponry to beat them. And so whenever I came up against them, 
you know, I would lose, especially to Billy Scott. Billy Scott would, you know. Now, so see, that, I didn't... I didn't fight back. Like, uh, my dad was super abusive, and I learned very quickly to just ball up and take it. It'll be over soon enough. So I didn't even fight back. And that's actually – so when I was 12, that's actually what changed. Like, the reason I stopped getting my ass kicked is because I started participating in the fights, and then I didn't get my <laughs> ass kicked anymore. Like, funny how that works, you know what I mean? But, um, but like, I did – like. Um, I think I was like 14 or I was even 14 or 15. And I got beat down six on one one time. And that and my dad was actually the person that saved me from that. They I mean, those guys already had me on the ground and were kicking me and shit. Um, and I, I if my dad wouldn't have showed up, I might have died that night. I mean, because I was I was twitching in the back seat, I was so beat up, like um. But like since since I started engaging, I really I I really have not lost much. Well, but I also try I don't know to. how we got all the way here to, to ass kickings from Mr. Geronimo. But <laughs> yeah, what happened to that? I don't know. Well, I was looking up Geronimo because Geronimo, the military leader and all that stuff. He was an Apache. But yeah. Long Island has a is known for its, its fake Indians. Um <laughs> We we had a what? there were Iroquois tribes on Long Island, but they were driven out of Long Island and put up in Toronto over 150 years ago. So we have no, but we have three reservations here: the Shinnecocks and there's uh, the Papusatucks, and they're made up fucking Indians. There's one more. They're just made up. They're not Indians. They're they're, they're black people who probably have claims like I have a. Uh, 2% Native American bloodline, and they all got together and said, how do we fucking make this pay <laughs> so we can have a reservation and have smoke shops and sell stuff? So we have lots of those. So, But we have uh, this about 16 Geronimo uh, stars, Geronimo-related businesses here, none of which have anything to do with Geronimo. Yeah, and it's like Apache, Apache, yeah. Apache Arizona. <laughs> right, I was going to yeah. say, that's nowhere near, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> is, is it possible that those those people that got up, the, made up those fake Indian tribe names, uh, the, those black people were just so, so, like, it is so hard being black that we should just <laughs> give up. Maybe we should, we should just native give native up. And say we're Native American. <laughs> just, just let's just try that. And if well, it does, if that doesn't them, work, they give them land. Yeah, if that doesn't work, then we'll try Mexican. And if well, that doesn't work, damn it, then we'll just work our we'll just work our way Asian. We'll be like Taiwanese, you know. See, we'll just, I don't I don't want to minimize the str uh, struggle of slaves or uh, Americans in general, but I think genocide uh, tops slavery. Uh, you know, having your entire people wiped out, I think, is yeah. a little worse. Yeah. Just a little worse than being enslaved. Oh, uh, believe, believe me, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not I mean, disagreeing, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure but that the, the slaves. If they got were, it in their head that oh, we're having it tough being black. Why not be? Why not pretend we're Indians? Well, look at what they did to the Indians. You don't. But they didn't know because by the time they met an Indian, which they probably hadn't, they'd already been wiped out. Oh they no! Didn't know. They, they absolutely did not know because they they taught. The slaves didn't know. 
Yeah, because they, uh, the people on Long Island who established these tribes, they did it, and 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 they talk about the genocide of their people all the time. They have schools for it here. It's 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 really weird how they kind of bastardized. Bastardized. They they've adopted this um, history uh, of the the genocide and the wiping out of the Iroquois tribes that they are supposedly uh descended from and they they hold on to that history and they hold on to the language and all that stuff they've studied it but it's very clear that these were uh southern slaves that came up to Long Island uh somewhere around the time of when they were m- just moving these people into Canada. We don't even want them in a fuck in America. Get them the fuck out. Put them up. Okay, them so up. they so I, I I guess I can see they're like they're like scabs. They're like they're replacement. In exactly. Right. Okay. That's okay. Right. Yes. Okay. That's a yeah. great analogy. Yeah. Okay. I, look, and, and I, they speak I, the, I, the language too. They they've adopted the, the what or sort of the language. They kind of bastardized the language a lot. Uh, it's like what we did. It's like what we did to tap dance. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm sorry, not tap. It's like what we did to Irish jigs. Yeah, right. we took Irish jigs and made them tap dancing. Right. Yeah. So anyway, there's <laughs> no there's no relation to Geronimo, but we have like 16 little dots on the map here with Geronimo Smoke Shop in the reservation, Geronimo the Blanket Store, and and all this kind of stuff that they're selling. But listen, if you're gonna, I don't have really. If you want to open a casino, whatever the fuck you want to do. But don't fucking take it from a guy who was three and three thousand miles away and use him. Find an Iroquois guy that you're gonna name it after, right. not a, or an Erie or a, no Cree, something closer to home. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Oneida or is that a flatware? Yeah, <laughs> is Oneida a tribe or a flatware? Well, <laughs> it's both. It's actually both. Uh, but yeah, so. so. Um, I will say that uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to be here because I don't um, I don't have a in order to do this setup right here um, uh, I have to not be plugged in like I because there's not a uh, I don't have a cord that I can take I got to get an extension cord I'll, I'll I'll have that figured out tomorrow ah uh, but uh, yeah computer are you going to invent the extension cord. Are you an no, I'm saying I'm, but I'm sure there's one in the house that I can get and use, or I don't know. I don't know where my wife went. Otherwise, I'd ask her to grab one or whatever. And I'm just curious. Yesterday, when when you were thinking about doing the show today, did you not know that you were going to need electricity? I didn't know. Okay, so I didn't know that switching to this location to have this behind me was going to be as problematic as it was. Because, like, I'm literally, in order for me to have decent light right now, like, my wife, in order to go out to smoke, has been having to, like, walk over the cord because it's, like, stretched way across. Yeah. <laughs> like, completely blocking the path. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Believe me, if if we if I showed a picture of what this room looks like, people would be like, holy fuck, man. How does, right, he, even get, right. how does he even get in there? But, but I knew Matt. I knew Matt. You'd be super happy about having this kind of setup. I, I knew love, you'd be like, "Oh, it. look at that!" The yeah. only, only Ooh. one thing I would change is that light that's over your. Do you, well, if I, I do that, then it's really dark. Like the whole wall is just dark. No, I would color it though. I'll put a little color in there somehow. Like oh, a put little, a color in the light. Like a red, put a silk Ooh. scarf over the top of the lamp so it burns, so it catch fire. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be good. 
Yeah, no, they have like flame bulbs. Do they have like flame bulbs you can get now? And because it's like a gaslight lamp, that would be kind of cool. All right, I want to pay. I want to pay a little tribute here to um, my uncle uh, Dominic Mora, who died on Friday. He was ninety-one years old, or a month short of his ninety-first birthday. He actually outlived two of my friends who. Uh, actually stayed with him many years ago. They both died of old age recently at 60 or something, but he outlived <laughs> them by 30 years or so. Um, but he's best known for Super Bowl commercials with uh, Chuck Norris. So Chuck Norris, uh, uh, hit, uh, he throws a, a salt shaker at Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris kicks it and breaks his nose. Uh, yeah, I yeah, remember those. That, that's my uncle, Uncle Dom. He uh, he was on the Potathon for Andy, and uh, I, it was good that I actually got to have him on the show and tell him what an inspiration he was to me. He was one of the first songwriters I ever knew, or definitely the first person I knew who showed me that an original piece of music that he had written, uh, and awesome. an introduction to acting and all that stuff. Passed away at ninety-one. Good long ride, man. Ninety-one years, yeah. and, and good for him. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to, to mention that because, uh, I do, I, I owe him a lot. I mean, so um, Friday is his heavenly birthday. Yeah. That was, that's what made me think of it back 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. (laughs) The heavenly birthday thing. Yeah. Uh, but the whole reason I mentioned that is I'm, I'm probably going to have to go soon because my my computer is about to go. All right. Well, don't worry (laughs) about it. I mean, I'm probably going to die before the show's over anyway. So you're not allowed to die, Matt. Oh, did did you get the schedule for what the advertising? I didn't do was? anything. I'm. I didn't do anything. I haven't fucking made any phone calls. I haven't looked at anything. I haven't yeah. talked to anybody. No. Because business. I wanna. I I wanna make. I so I have to do that um, trailer <laughs> thing on January twenty seventh in St. Louis, and Danica and I plan on coming to New York straight from St. Louis. Now, and I, we're, I, we're gonna at least come for a day or two in the beginning of February. Because wow. you said it's, it's running for like six weeks or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I sent you both a, a request to... Oh, yeah. Are you, you're you not planning on offing yourself for anything, right? That was, I was like, <laughs> what the read fuck it? is this? No, yeah, I read no. it. Okay. I, it's really weird. I sent it to both of you, and neither one of you like mentioned it to one. No, it freaked me out a little deal. bit. I was like, "Is this guy about to fucking commit suicide in March?" What is no, happening? I'm, no, no. Here's the deal. <laughs> I I'm getting my affairs in order. It, it says right there in the beginning that you know I don't. There's some things I don't want people to have to deal with. You know. Yeah. And so I am putting together my funeral arrangements now because I will die at some point, hopefully right. not soon. Okay. And if I die, okay. if, if I die and my wife, um, I, I definitely don't want my wife to have to deal with it. You know, if, if she's a widow, she, I mean, I want her to focus her energy on finding a replacement, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that means she's Iroquois. Right. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> And she'll go like jewelry? No. Um, <laughs> no, that's turquoise. Um, oh, okay. That's a different tribe, the turquoise tribe. Okay. Right. That's usually Navajos are really big about those. Okay. Gotcha. 
so, I, I had a very negative reaction to that message because I'll tell you, uh, basically, uh, 10 years ago or so, uh, Davey, who was a protege of mine, took a picture of me and he said, oh, you look dead in that picture. And then he, he kind of put some filter on it to make it, make it look even more like it was dead and put in memorandum. And I thought it was really funny. And I posted it on social media. And man, did I get some fucking people wanted to come and kick my ass. Uh, it, it, you know, I pay, kind of learned my lesson. Like, this is something that you don't joke about because people get really. Angry. No, this isn't a joke. This is this. I am preparing the video tribute for my funeral. Yes, that's exactly right. what I said. This this isn't a joke. It's it basically this is what I want my memorandum to look like. It makes people. I'm, this is why I didn't bring it, it up. Makes I don't want to. I don't because I knew yeah. you. You would say, "Well, I, I don't care what people say. I, I, this is what I'm doing." Right, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, you're gonna make people fucking angry at you. <laughs> oh, oh, they'll be angry oh, at me after I'm dead. No, 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 they won't be angry at, at you after you're dead. They'll be angry at you for the rest of your life until you're dead. Until you're dead, yeah. They'll, the they'll only just th keep hoping that I'm mean, fucking make it. Uh, I don't you know. I'm not sure who would be angry at me for doing it, but that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean. I, I, I think it'd be great if somebody if somebody does do part of the video and then they lose a bunch of weight and they'll be like, "Hey, can I can I redo my section of the video?" Because yeah. <laughs> I, I look I, better now. Yeah. What I've, I've already gotten one one video returned to me already, and it cracked me up because he's doing this. He's he's an actor and comedian, and he's got a poster from the newest thing that he's in behind him, and he's talking about me, and he goes, "Oh." By the way, check out my new movie. <laughs> Brady promotes his movie. Now, I thought it was hilarious. Then he goes back to talking about me. Now, I thought that would be less hilarious. But the only thing is, I don't. It's not like I'm going to die this month. So if I die like that. ten years from, I'm not. I know. I'm just saying because so, and and I'm not putting these. I'm not putting the video together until March. I'm giving people time to submit them. The ones who want to. I mean, they don't have to. It's not like it's a prerequisite or anything like that. I just, I just sent it out to people who I thought would be, who, who would view have a similar view on death in the sense that it's like, okay, it's his funeral, it's his funeral. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, Ten well, years ago, I would, I would have been, I would have been right in on it, and I would have said, yeah, that's, that's funny. I think that's hysterical, and I, I still don't I still get the joke. I just, I've learned my lesson, just that people don't yeah. react. At it all made me worry about you. That. It made me worry yeah. that you were like dying. That like no, no, terminal okay. or something. I'm like, what the no. fuck is going on with GD? I, Why is he fucking I, doing this shit? I went when I did my when I went to my, my brother's memorial, um, and even with my mother's. My mother's, I wasn't even allowed to speak. I, I, if I, it caused all kinds of grief. They thought that it was like literally so physical violence was threatened to me if I was going to speak at my mother's funeral. What the so, hell? Yeah, physical, physical violence was threatened to me, uh, and if I if I were to speak at my mother's funeral, and so I want to nip all this in the bud, you know, it's like right. this. I mean, I understand that. Who? First of all, it's just the video is just going to be there. I don't know who's going to quote grant my wishes. I have no idea. If it's my wife, Carol will do it. 
if but if it's not Carol, if she goes before me, it's probably going to be one of my nieces or nephews. They probably are not going to do it, which means the video would just go into the archives and my remains and my effects are going to a museum. So maybe they'll show it at my at the museum. Maybe. Yeah. My Why girl. are your remains going to a museum? Because I've made arrangements. My, Mike Chavol is asking, hey, he says, Matt, how are you feeling? COVID is kicking my ass. Even my teeth hurt now, and I have pink eye. Uh, yeah, I went through I went through two and a half days of my teeth killing me. Like, it's not a toothache. It's like a teethache. Your entire, really? the entire mouth. Yeah. Uh, COVID makes your fucking teeth hurt? It's it's a new it has all it's a new sorts strand. of weird, weird effects. I had a thing with my. I haven't soul. had it. I've had. I've had. I've not had COVID at all this whole fucking time. Wow. Well, not stay once. safe. Stay safe. You don't want it. This. Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I kind of. I. I. I'm either asymptomatic or I'm immune because, like, I'm not one fucking. Even even when I had, even when Danica had it, and I had direct contact with Danica, and and I, I never got sick. Never got sick at all well, my, my wife has a uh, pretty strong immunity because she's been with me uh, for the last week and and uh, hasn't gotten it mikey um the yeah. lead singer was uh, played pickleball with mike Shavola thursday night he hasn't gotten it yet so some people are this isn't this current thing and I, i'll listen i'm not a doctor i don't know about this thing i'm not i'm not speaking as an expert here but it seems to be it's yeah. not as contagious as the earlier strains uh but right. Both Mike and I were in the same room New Year's Eve and uh, contracted. Then it took him four days longer uh, than me to actually come down with symptoms. So he's, I think he's a couple of days behind me on the symptom pole with the, so, the teeth hurting and all. But Willie and I shouldn't be getting it from you then, is, is what Probably you're saying? Probably not, not this way. Okay. You know, back back before I went to prison, I used to I used to uh, open up with, if there's any women in the first two rows that are ovulating, please move back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of breathing on a girl and getting her pregnant. Now, did, did you steal that that line from somebody? Because I feel feel stolen. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that it's not exclusive to me. You know, right. but see, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing about jokes like that or whatever. And I think we were talking about that on Friday about how, like, you know, you 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 can't necessarily as long as you make an attempt to make it your own, make your own angle on it. There's so many premises that are overlapping out there. You know what I mean? Um, and like, if somebody tells me that what I'm doing is like word for word, what they're doing, like, like then I probably come off it. You know what I mean? Like I probably wouldn't do it anymore. Right. Especially you know, that came up with the cat William, Steve Harvey gas thing. And everybody was talking about premise, but if you right. look deeper into that, it's more than just premise. It's it's the overall the the joke, the structure of the joke, the timing, the playing out, the gas pumping stuff. I do think Steve yeah. Harvey r r ripped that off of. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the Mencia Cosby thing with the football thing, the inflections, the reactions, all of it, and then the punchline yeah. ends up being the same thing. That is too. It's not just stealing premise. Yeah, that's too close. Crazy. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, right. But sometimes, and I mean, to me, um, you know, and especially somebody like me, I take in a lot of different comedy, and so there are times where like something might be kind of like in the recesses, and and you know, instead of creating, I'm remembering, and 
you know, you might not be aware of that right away, but, you know, to me, the real trick is, is, you know, for me, I don't have a lot. It's not like I have a special out there or anything like that, you know? So like, there's nothing that I can't like take out of my repertoire. If I realize that it's way no, too close. I, to I'm not accusing you of jokes. After just, I, I thought I've heard that, you know, right. if you're, any, every sure. woman in the front rows. Are, and I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but 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 again, it's like even like like I said, I I like Willie's death scene, but that's yeah. like like thirty or forty years old. I've seen it done by countless other people, you know. But it's his death right. scene, you know. Everybody's going to die, you know. Right. Well, and and like uh, when I when, so when I wrote Slow Death, the thing that I really wanted for me, the thing that I really wanted to focus on was each line, you know, because because really the funny part of that bit is the slow dying. It's you know, and so like I wanted to make the things I said very particular, like like uh like uh tell my tell my wife Mabel like choosing the name Mabel because I just, I knew it, like I had to have an old sounding name for my wife's name. Um, you know, uh, that she's been a good mama to our six boys. You know what I mean? Like, okay. You know, people back then always had a gang of fucking kids or whatever, you know, um, and the whole train robbery thing or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I was very strategic on what the lines were because really the funny part of that bit is the dying and the groaning and the crawling all over the floor. Like that's, what's funny about the bit, you know, the lines are more so the setups to the groans. You know what I mean? Like in my opinion, because that's where I always get the laughs at is when I get the laughs from groaning. I don't get the laughs from my lines. All right. That's that. That was one of the things in developing that bit that I found very interesting. Is that they laughed way forth. harder. All right, we got the point. We got I'm the sure. point. Ten minutes ago. My apologies. <laughs> he was just kidding. He was just kidding. He didn't get the point. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not kidding. I, I, I am gonna I am gonna go soon because my, my, my computer is literally telling me it's about to die. So I'll let it die. Oh okay, well then I'll just we'll have its heavenly birthday. All of a sudden I'll tell, I'll, it, sudden, I'll tell I'll his wife Mabel. And it's three little tablets. It's six little tablets. We're gonna <laughs> He yeah. wouldn't have kids. He'd have tablets. What you can't? You can't. Mama, there are six tablets. You can yeah. let yourself out of the room at any time you want, or or you want me yeah, to do yeah, it for yeah. you. If you want yeah, me? No, to I'm, le I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'll go. All right. All right. Uh, I'll Taylor see you guys Swift. tomorrow. Uh, Variety has a thing. Taylor Swift takes a sip of a drink. Joe Coy's joke about her at the Golden Globes, and then says the biggest difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL at the Golden Globes we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's that's, that's right. Funny. Uh -huh. That's not that mean. That's not that mean. No, that right, uh, that's not the joke that he put out there, right? is it? Or is that what he said? Yeah, that's oh. all he said about her. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not even. But it's not great either. But no, but it's not. It's not mean. It's not no. like. Wow, that's not even taking a shot at her. It's taking a shot at the the. Uh, and people who run the NFL games just focusing more on her than than the games. It's a, 
it's not a shot at her. It's not being mean right. to her in any way. Right. I don't know. I don't know. People just live for backlash uh, and and to comment on shit and be angry at people. Uh, I got that on on YouTube this weekend about Bailey Pope. Uh, now, Don Sill. I, I know that name. Damn it. She was on the show the other day. Right. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I knew that name. I just said, where is that? Why, why is that name familiar? John Sills, who who hosts uh, Put Up or Stand Up on Govan Radio, uh, he was in the chat room that day and asked her to comment on Chappelle's special. Right. And she did. And everybody, uh, and I put that clip up, but it starts out with me saying, this is a, a question from Don Sills, who's in the audience, and uh, she answers it, and all these people are saying, well, you're making a big thing. All you want to do is cry about Chappelle. I was like, she didn't bring it up. She wasn't offering her opinion. He asked for it. Uh, right. But they, you know, it goes, goes on and on. Nobody's got an original opinion or, or original comment to say. They just want to say negative stuff. and. Every single one of them, if you look at them, they they have no content. Uh, they have a YouTube channel with no content on it, a a made up name or a name they hide behind, and it's just yeah. like, do you even watch the video? You just want to. You saw the title and you thought you'd comment on it. That's it's because it said something about uh, reaction to Dave Dave Chappelle or something like that in the title, and that just gave them license to say, "Ah, oh, you people just want to bash on Chappelle." You know, the more you cry about it, the more he's going to talk about it. Like, you didn't even fucking listen, man. And that that that's what bothers me most. It's not that they have something to say; it's that they don't even know what they're fucking commenting on. They just have their prepared uh, rebuttal ready for anything, yeah. anything that yeah. says Chappelle in it. Uh, have you seen the Chappelle special? No. I no. I have. No. I did watch um, Ricky Gervais's new one. I think it's called Armageddon, but I can't remember. He's got a movie out now, right? About uh, something about like atheism. But <laughs> he's got a movie out on Netflix. Oh. Okay. I don't I, didn't know he had a, the movie. I. I I just walking with the dog. Is that a movie or is it a special? It looks like a movie. I don't know. Ricky Gervais. Now he had a series. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was uh, like two seasons, I think, where he's a widower. Oh, maybe that's it. Ricky Gervais. I'm not seeing it. It's just uh, him and his dog left after his wife passes, and he's maybe, trying. To maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe it's the series. Because uh, on the, the cover, he's walking on the beach with a dog. Okay. Afterlife. Yeah. Afterlife. Yeah, afterlife. Yeah, I saw that. I think it's that's like a two season, two season thing or something. Ah, uh, now he doesn't believe in it. He's an atheist, a big time atheist, right? And right, uh, he uh, see. I think this is what turns me off about him is he he is so close minded to anything and, and is sure that he has the answers that he he become it becomes a religion of atheism for him. Like he's he's almost uh, he's almost like a Jehovah for no God. <laughs> he he wants to put that that because people who leave open the possibility, he wants to shut that down and say, No, you you're you're wrong. I know there's nothing. It's like, well, you don't know that. You you can you can think that all you want, but there's no way we can prove or disprove any of this stuff. So, 
why you know why are your beliefs any more valid than anybody else's well because they believe it they believe in an invisible man in the sky no that is your interpretation of what everybody's interpretation of, of god is carl sagan right. i think said it best he said you can't have an, a conversation about god if you we're not willing to define what we all mean by god and we with at the time he said it there were six billion people he said with six billion people on the planet we're going to get six billion different definitions of god so how can you define whether what it what it is and how can we even have a discussion about it and god if, isn't helping us Right. Yeah. God can right. settle the whole thing. He says, "Okay, guys, all right, all right. I'm not perfect. I made a few mistakes. I should have told you up front what I was and how I am to be, how I came to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't think anybody was listening. Right. But uh, so, I, I know, I know people. I made people. I didn't think you'd be listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I guess the point I'm making is people who are, uh atheists to that extent drive me just as crazy as fucking Jehovah's. They want to knock on your door. They want to insist on you, you adopt all their beliefs and see the world their way or else, you know, you're an idiot and whatever and they put you down. It's like you know, people have... The, the problem I have with organized religion is you know, when it becomes political and all that kind of stuff and people right. won't. But you know what? I don't... I think if religion helps you through the day, faith helps you through the day, whatever you want to call it, you're entitled to that. And why fucking beat people out of it or feel the need, the need to put people down because they believe in something you don't believe in? I don't. I don't understand that at all. And that that's where you get to me. It's funny. My 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 wife loves to um uh when when she's making fun of my mom, uh, not my mom per se, but the things my mom has done in public. You know, not like per private man, but like, so my mother was, she found Jesus again later in life. And I, I used to be a minister. And once she realized that my brand of, quote, ministering didn't match up with her brand of Christianity, I was like a heathen. And I mean, at first she was like proud of her son to minister. And so she, we had this family dinner, and she says, "I want my son to bless the to 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 bless the food." And so one of the things is like I didn't say like in Jesus' name, I didn't do that, you know. And so I, I and I, I so I did the, the blessing, and when my when I was done, my mother was so pissed and so angry, and she decided to blurt out after I said Amen. She goes, "In Jesus' name, Amen." Whoa. And then after that. My mother, the next time we got together as a family, my mother says, I'll say the grace. And my mother says, in the grace, and God forgive my heathen children. That's good. At least she had a sense of humor about it. No, she wasn't joking, though. Right. <laughs> she, yeah, but she, she wasn't joking. But we, to, but my wife and I think it's funny. You know, well, It sounds funny to me. I would, I would, I would just uh, say, good one, Mom. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. I just I laughed. I think it's funny. My we have, we have to say goodbye to Govs in, to Jesus, Govs, yeah. in Jesus' name. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, Govs in Jesus' name. <laughs> well, I don't know if I really mean that though, because uh, yeah, so it, it could be Jesus, depending on your which which um how you're saying it. 
Yeah, well, now that Govs is gone, we could talk about them behind their back. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about them. I've never, I've, I heard that they have one club that has really, really great sound. And I don't know if they have a good sound person or not, but really great sound. Well, no, actually, two, uh, the two non-main club, uh, Brokerage and uh, uh, Maguire's have great sound. The main room, not so much. But um, they have an event coming up which is a political, politically, it's a stand with Israel event. And I think for a comedy club, you really shouldn't be taking political sides in anything. Because especially something like that, I understand that a lot of comedians, especially on Long Island, uh, are going to be pro-Israel and all that stuff. And I, I, I'm I, trying... I, I just had a question real quick. Is this a Govs event or is this someone... Rent doing it is it like a private event and they're using govs as the venue? That's a good question. I don't know. Let me look that, that up. But it's at the main, it's at the main room. Uh, let me see. It's see. I don't know. Stand stand up for Israel benefit. It doesn't say who's put event tickets. It looks like it's governors putting it on. Yeah, governors is all over it. Stand up. Uh, Comedy benefit uh, to raise money for the Israeli charities and proceeds. Uh, yeah. Organized See, I, by Michelle Fox. And I don't know who Michelle Fox is. But uh, I just, I, I don't know. For a comedy club, I think this is a, a it's a weird play. And I understand and I'm not telling people not to be pro-Israel if that's what your inclination is. I just think for a business, any business, to kind of go down that road, you're at you're alienating too many half the world. Half the world is one way and the other. So I don't know. I wouldn't do it, but that's I'm not telling them they can't do it or any. I'm not saying don't go to go. Please, we are still affiliated with Gloves, and we have no hard feelings toward them. And I'm not saying I'm pro Palestine either. <laughs> I'm just saying you know it's weird to get politically involved like that, especially for. Stuff outside of your own home. I have problems with people protesting here. Like people shut down the, the road to JFK Airport in New York, demanding to free Palestine. It's like, what? How, how, how are you affecting New Yorkers and Long Islanders? How do, how do we free, free Palestine for you so that you'll get the fuck off our road? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh, you know what it is? Now, and after, and, and once they were done and Palestine wasn't free, they probably went, I think we picked the wrong bridge. I think we should have gone. I think we should have taken, I think we should have tried the Lincoln Tunnel. I think if we had blocked the Lincoln Tunnel, we could have freed Palestine. So. You know, being the vindictive and uh, the kind of asshole who does not like to be told what to do. I would I would get really ugly when and it, and it, you're gonna you're gonna put that kind of protest. We're just gonna nuke nuke the whole Middle East every time you fucking put on a protest in the United States. How's about how about that? Now you got nothing to protest for about. How how about that? Uh, but obviously we're not gonna do that. And it's probably no. I'm not. Uh, even though I say that, uh, you know. I don't want that to happen, but I mean, that's the kind of not, that's the kind of reaction that gets out of me. Like you're going to fucking ruin my life over something that I have no control over. I'm going to ruin, I'm going to ruin the cause 
that you're you're protesting. You're you're the reason you're doing this. I'm gonna go after that. You know, you're not making things better. You're making things worse with that kind of shit. I just don't I don't understand it. Like, go there. Uh, Shut down it, Tel Aviv Airport. How about that? <laughs> but then they'd have to make they then they'd have to have passports. And they'd, they'd get killed in a second if they went and sat on the road to uh, Jerusalem Airport. <laughs> they'd be wiped out in a second. So yeah, it's easy to go to fucking Queens and go sit on the on the road. Go over there where you can actually make a difference, and people will notice and see what happens. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But the comedy club stuff, I don't know how far we get involved in that at all. So, you know, it's one thing if it's a war that the United States is directly involved in, like the Vietnam War. Those protests made sense here because it was our we were sending soldiers over there. We are not sending soldiers into into Israel or Gaza or any of that kind of fucking stuff. We're not doing that. So why are you protesting here? Like America is not um, the place for uh, protesting anything. Why not protest Yemen? What's going on in Yemen? Why don't we have that here? If, you, if we're going to protest everything that every uh, everything in the world that is uh, not the way you want it in America, it's going to get crowded pretty quickly. The streets are going to be crowded with people sitting in, and nobody's going to be able to get anywhere. And they're blocking ambulances. You know. It's, 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 I, I I think when it, oh I'm, I'm I agree with you about that. Um, it was a slightly different thing. Uh, Trump had said that uh, Lincoln was a failure because he didn't negotiate with the South to prevent the Civil War. Um, so I, I'm just wondering the the Trump people that support it that still support slavery is. Trump is basically saying we should have kept the South should have been allowed to keep the slaves because that's what the negotiator would have would have been about, you know. You know what the fucking even the people who are against Trump let that slide, let yeah. this important thing slide, and it's not even it's not even that what he meant by that is how uneducated everybody is about this stuff. The Civil War started before Lincoln took office. James Buchanan was still the president of the United States when South Carolina seceded from the Union. Lincoln had no authority to which, even if he wanted to negotiate with South Carolina to not leave the Union, had no authority to do that. So, And even the people who are anti-Trump didn't fucking catch on to that. It's like, man, oh, this is an indictment of the American education system in a big way. James Buchanan was president when the Civil War started, not Lincoln. Lincoln was the one who said, we have to preserve the Union. Uh, but we had already gone to war before he was sworn in. Lincoln was sworn in. He was inaugurated while the Civil War had already been started. The first shots had been already fired. So, you know, if until I hear somebody say that back to him, I'm just like, oh, fuck you, people. I can't fucking even, I can't, I can't even get into this conversation because you're also fucking blind and dumb about this thing. And it's like, how could you know? It's like saying, uh, I don't know, Joe Biden could have negotiated uh, with with whatever Syria during Trump's reign. You know, when when Trump was. You can't. Or Russia or Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. And why, why people just let that slide. And I, I kind of brought it up in, in one of the arguments, and I said, you know what, I should see, wait and see how long it takes them to figure it out on their own. <laughs> and nobody has yet. I mean, that discussion is still going on about what he said about that stuff. It's just crazy. It's, that and uh, the thing he said about the, the shooting in Perry, Iowa. You get over it. You get over it. Yeah, get over it. We have to yeah. move on. I think they did. Uh, did you say we have to move on, or we get over it and move on? So get so, over yeah. it. Yeah, you get, get over it. it. Yeah, yeah. Your kid got shot at school today. Get over it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, their. That's their guy. He's the only one of all the millions of Republicans in this country. He's the only one that can represent them well in the White House. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Save save America from World War Three and the Great Depression and all. He's a he's a savior without a doubt. Um, but the other thing was the magnet thing. You heard about the magnet thing, right? I I thought I misheard it, and so because that was something that was playing in the background while I was cooking, and so I really thought I misheard it. I really thought that that was so dumb that I could not have heard what I thought I heard. And so I was was going to go back and I have not gone back to listen to it. It sounds like he doesn't think magnets work underwater. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Uh, Put pour a glass of water on it. No more magnets at the end of magnets. And I was was like, I can't fucking find any context with what he might've thought he was talking about. Talking about, um, I don't know what it could be electromagnetic field. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Uh, it, Maybe it he meant rich people. No, <laughs> no mag- magnates. Magnates. No. Maybe he meant throw them in the water and cover them with no more magnates. He was That's talking it. about elevators that were powered by magnets, uh, and he, he said uh, we would have put a stop to that by pouring water. Not hard to figure out. Just See, I didn't even. Water. I didn't hear that. See, I, again, it was on. I, I, if I Biden would have said that, they they would have absolutely invoked the Twenty Fifth Amendment. That it'd day. been a loop. It'd be a loop. It'd be a news loop. Yeah. Uh. So, but yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm so fucking. I'm resigned to now. I know I've said this before, and I know I think you disagree with me on this. The more uh, I look at it. If you look at the national polls, the three-way, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, uh, or RFQ as I like to call him, is definitely going to throw a monkey wrench into this, a big-time monkey wrench into this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he, he will throw a monkey. Yeah. He, he, he can be a monkey wrench. He's 4% behind Trump in, in, and, and uh, 2% behind Biden in the national poll. So a three-way, I think it was... I forget the number, the exact numbers, but he he's right there with them. All he needs is like four percent to be to actually win. To in My, the poll, polls. What scares see what scares me isn't because I still don't think that he has a a a a, a, a hell of any chance of being president. But he can fuck things up, especially with us having the electoral college. You know, all he's got to do is fuck it up in a, in just a few electoral. Uh, districts, uh, you want to call them, I guess, yeah. but just a few places, and and either nobody gets two seventy, either the wrong person gets two seventy, 
or nobody gets 270. If nobody gets 270, then it goes to Congress. And only one person from Congress, I think, gets to vote from each state. And I think the way it is right now, that would be Republic, heavily re leaning Republican. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not sure. I know it would have been last last election. It would have been right. this one. I'm not sure. Well, with all the Republicans who have dropped out, the majority of Republicans yeah. uh, in Congress right now is down to one. Okay. <laughs> and Bo Boba changed her district. Right. So, and other another couple other Colorado uh, reps have dropped out, uh, or resigning, or, or retiring. It's it's going to be an interesting thing, but I do think, uh, and I'm not sure uh, how I would react to to. I mean, I I don't like him. Obviously, I don't want to see. I think he's fucking crazy. I think he's yeah. Uh, the, the weird thing about this is, people who are um, they're only attracted to him because of his name. Think that he is an uh, he is the everyday he's he's an everyday you know he's not an elitist. Kennedys are only uh, popular because of the it's like the false image built up around Camelot and all that kind of stuff. That's right. the only appeal about them. Other other than that, and he he's not even liked by any of the other Kennedys who are the lowest people in the world. All you know, the Michael Skakels and the Ted Kennedy uh, clan who all endorse rape and drunkenness and I was about that. to say, yeah, with all the with all the with all the shit they've tolerated. The, right. the, between, yeah. It, and and that and that's funny. With all the shit they tolerated, this is the this is like the hill too far. This is like I'm sorry. Yeah. This and, is it. We no. And all these people are claiming like he RFQ is like a voice of the working man. He's never fucking. He no. He's the opposite of that. He's a Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I don't. I don't. I don't understand why people. The people that think that rich people who have never worked are—I don't understand it. Well, I take that it's not that you can you can be born wealthy and, and have empathy for the working person. That's possible. You know, I'm not saying that it can't be done. But when you look at someone like Trump, someone like RFQ, or even Elon Musk. They don't have empathy for the working person. You yeah. know, you was, you was talking you was talking about um was it Bezos? Is that Bezos who yeah. you says that when he's holding a meeting doesn't speak, he lets the the, the, yeah, the he, least he senior speaks people last. Yeah. Right. You know, Not that's to influence a, him. Right. You know, that's 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 there's something to be said about that. But the uh Bezos is definitely a self-made man. Now I don't know if he came from from money or not, but I know he when he was putting Amazon together, it was losing money. He was working twenty-four hours a day in his garage by himself building <laughs> Amazon.com in the nineties, uh, and we we were kind of laughing about that at the time because that was right around the time of the stock, uh, the tech stock bubble burst uh during the clinton administration i remember it well where we when i was working at Cablevision, we were all investing in old tech stocks and amazon was the one everybody was investing in it was like that's really one guy 
Uh, and you're crazy if you're putting all your money into that one guy. That's and all he's doing is selling books. There's no way that's going to survive. And it turned out everybody who said that, including me, was stupid as hell. Didn't know what we were talking about. Uh, but he he's a that business is self-made, and he became a billionaire off of his hard work. So did we, but, did we say goodbye to PBM TV? Yeah, I, I I did it silently. You know what? They're, uh, during church yesterday, it wasn't working. I went to the homepage, and I got nothing. I sent uh, Corey a screenshot, and he said, all you have to do is refresh the page. People don't know that, though, so nobody was going there and refreshing the page, uh, and I don't, I didn't test it. But, um, you know, and it's clear, the thing, it's not a very um, well-built site. Sorry to say that, but. Uh, That's okay. Church of Last Resort, it doesn't look like it's a very well-built premise either, so. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Uh, is it working today? PBMTV, come on, load. No, it's not even loading. Wow. Wow, it won't even load. No, it's not loading today. And I'm going to try refreshing the page and see what happens. No. Doesn't reload when you're so we, we were on there today, but nobody could have possibly seen it because you can't get to it anyway. You can get to the about page, but you can't get to the home page anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so why were we even on PBM TV today? You ask, I don't know. Uh, he said, Well, we're working on it. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, you know, WordPress. Don't build your site on WordPress. Well, maybe we should get off of there. I don't know. Uh, now. You got your. Uh, you do you have any medication that you're taking for your COVID? Your COVIDness? <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing uh, that it was prescribed by a doctor. Just like Nyquil, and uh, my wife has these pills that are, are, are supposed to be pre preventative for it, but it's too Earth late. Control? For that. I don't know what they are. Uh, I said, is it, it's not ivermectin, is it? She said, no. And it's not hydro <laughs> hydroquinolone, is it? She said, no. I said, okay, I'll take it, whatever it is. Um, but uh, I just, on the last note, when you talked about Musk, Musk this weekend said the following, and this is really, it's so, I don't know what it is, hypocritical. He said I why he doesn't like unions. He doesn't like any uh, system that creates lords and peasants. <laughs> um, like, that is the uh, system that tries to battle the whole lords and peasants stuff. But to come out and say that, that unions are what creates the lords and peasants. No, it was uh, the, you know, the, the robber barons that created lords and peasants in this country. Yeah. The, the yes. Monopolies. And that's what he wanted. He's definitely pro-monopoly. Right. Uh, and not the board game. Uh, he actually See, liked risk better. I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to... Uh, for those kids who don't know what Risk is, it's a board game about taking over the world. It is. I, I we used to play that in college. I love that. Uh, we we had like uh, marathon that, games of Risk that would last weeks. Nobody touched the fucking board while we get some sleep. That kind of. Thing. I think we had that game when I was in elementary school, but I don't think we had all the pieces. Um, you know, when we were when I was in, when when I well, you and I were young at this. You and I were the same age around the same time. Not in me. elementary school, if we used to go out for recess, and if it was inclement weather, we had indoor recess, which means we had to entertain ourselves in classrooms, 
and we had board games. But it turns out that not all of the games had all of the pieces all of the time. So, like, I didn't learn to play Risk. Uh, or And not only that, but, like, Recess was only, like, an hour. I don't think you could actually play a game of Risk in an hour. You know, uh, I don't know. I've never... Ian Michael Glass, uh, other known uh, Evil Ian, says two seconds of googling says, yeah, and listen, I know what Google Google sa- has said about this that Miguel Bezos, born in 1945 to 1946 in Cuba, I don't even know his his birthday, is a Cuban American uh, billionaire philanthropist who provided the initial investment to launch Amazon.com, uh, and it's uh, it's uh, he fame Bezos had a rich daddy investor. It's an urban myth that he was a hard worker struggling. Not not an uh, urban myth. Uh, believe me, he was he was definitely working on his own to build the company, uh, and his father did uh, give him some money to start it. But I don't think his father was a billionaire then. He was, uh, and I don't know that. But I know to say to say it was an urban myth that he worked hard to to build it on his own. Uh, not true. That's not true. He definitely worked really. Uh, he was the only programmer there. wasn't even hiring because that was that was the big uh, holdup to people investing in him. Is that well, we'll hire some more people before you before anybody gets on board with this and i'm going right back to the beginning so you had to have lived it you know you it's easy to go to google and say i know the whole answer it's not the whole answer i appreciate the info on the father and i'll look deeper deeper into that but it definitely was not an urban legend that he was uh was building that thing by himself because he want if you it would behooved him to say no, I have investors, and I'm not just alone in this. Uh, but no, because he would have got more people on board, and he almost lost the company because nobody was willing to invest it when the tech uh, stock bubble burst in the late '90s. So, uh, thanks for the info, though, and thanks for for giving me uh, something to, to read on today. Anyway, um, I think both things can be true. His father gave him the money to invest. But he definitely built that company as a one-man shop. Uh, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Oh, a hippopotamus. Um, anyway, that's the show for today, I think. I got to get out of here. I got to go lay down. I'm, I'm ready to fucking die. Well, uh, um, I, I wish you a good health. A, and a good death. I <laughs> wish you a good death. Uh, uh, oh, well. Was in in the Superman movie with uh, the the guy from I can't from Oz and also uh, I can't remember now his name. Uh, he he played in Oz and he also was in uh, Law and Order SVU. He played like a colonel in the Superman movie. Because hmm. a good death is is its own reward. Who, who do we have tomorrow? We got. Uh, <laughs> I just think I'm thinking who's the guest tomorrow. There is a guest tomorrow, right? Isn't there? I think so. I just don't know who it is because I don't look that far in advance because things uh, change. I mean, you literally could have like nine guests booked for tomorrow, and then by tomorrow morning, they'd be only eight. Tavon Conrad uh, is a, an author uh, who will be with us tomorrow, or is he? Is he the comedian? I don't remember. I. Book just a while ago. I think he might be a comedian. 
Vinny, author. Vinny Vanelli will be here Thursday, who's a comedian, uh, and Dylan Times on Friday, who's a comedian. Tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, I have no morning guests at all booked. And tomorrow, Tavon Conrad, I believe uh, he's a, he might be a self-help guy. I'll look it up. Okay. All right. I'm getting out of here, man. Uh, be well uh, and work on your mic uh, tone there. Yeah, I'll I'll just use my um, my wireless earbuds tomorrow. What I here's the, this is what happened. The, the, the last week, I or last month, I can't remember when it was. Last week, last week, I just I, we I have my package. I have I use a, I have 150 gigs available in my Wi-Fi package, and I've never never run over it in all this time. And last month. I ran over for the first time and I didn't know how I did it. Then last week I got my minutes, my gigs renewed. It started at zero. And after the show, I did this, we did, I did this show and it said I used up 22 gigs during the show. And I checked and then nothing else was on. I checked my Wi-Fi, and nothing else was logged in. It was just this. And I was like trying to figure out how is that possible? And so that's why I used my phone today, because I don't know why the what why? caused it. To, I don't know Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't know Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. even know. I don't. I'm not. I never paid for uh, a limit on how much Wi-Fi you can use. I don't know about those things. Those kind of packages. Well, it was. It's just that for, for us. Um, it it was just a matter of. We would just, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I, I don't know. My, like I said, my wife had picked the package deal, and I was just like, okay, sure. And my Wi-Fi needs were simple. I'm not a gamer or anything like that. It wasn't until I started doing uh, like um, things like uh, Critical Joke Theory and Done Way Past Funny and, 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 and now this that I was actually using gigs, you know, or at any consistency, but even then, I've never gone above a hundred gigs. So for it to for me to go way over, and only I went over, and I still had like three days left, and so that slows down my internet. And then when it got renewed, like I said, it used up twenty two gigs in one in a in a three hour span, which I I couldn't understand. I I'm I was flabbergasted. And I need to. I was trying to understand why, but until I understand why, I said, "Let me go. Let me use my phone because my phone just has unlimited usage." Uh-huh. And also, I wanted to know. Remember, for a while, my phone I couldn't get. To, I was like going constantly spinning. I wanted to know why my phone was always spinning. It and I said, "Well, can I do the phone? Can I do the show without it having the service interruption? If I come in as a guest, I don't have it." If I come in as an admin, my phone gives me all kinds of grief, and that's when it starts to get um, spinning and dropping signal. Apparently, going in as an admin requires more bandwidth than coming in as a guest. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Jeff Bezos' family lent him three hundred thousand to get started in in the nineteen nineties for, for a internet startup. Uh, 
that would have been enough money to pay, you know, pay the bills and hold you over. But it's definitely not enough to, because salaries in the IT world, I was making $204,000 a year. He could not have hired me <laughs> and kept his business. Uh, yeah, but what it does do is it alleviate, if, like, if I was trying to start a business and I didn't have any kind of nest egg to, you know, so I couldn't, I'd have to, like, work and part of my work salary would have to be funding my business in the beginning. If you right. have like that cushion, it helps. Yeah. 300 K. Yeah. And it's not, it's nothing to sneeze at, but again, no. I, I, the salaries for it people, like I was making $204,000 a year. Uh, so you could hire somebody like me, but then you'd only have $96,000 left to fund your, the rest of your company, which means you would have no no bandwidth for anything else um, monetarily like for servers or all that kind of stuff that you need. You'd be out of money in a, in a heartbeat with one employee. So again, but, but if he were his own, if he was doing his own IT and had, let's say a friend who he would just lean on once in a while for support, you know, say I'll throw you a few bucks here. You know, if you help me out with this issue. I, I don't know. I'll just, yeah. I, I just know that $300,000 would have helped me back when I was doing my invention day. Um, believe me, I wouldn't have turned it down, but uh, that's not, that doesn't make you a worth $139 billion. Oh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think if somebody gave me $300,000 back then when I was doing my quote, trying to work on patents and shit like that, I'd probably be worth $305 today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, three hundred thousand five dollars today. I don't know. It, it took a lot of work to get Amazon uh, off the ground for years and years, and that was the thing when it was uh, down to tech uh, uh, bubble burst time. It was like that's one of the first companies that's going to go because it still had absolutely no value at that point. It was like he's selling fucking books out of his garage. There's no way he's going to fucking make that work, and people were just, but people were investing uh, and so to say he's a self-made man no he's a public made man he, he went public pretty early and uh got a lot of investment that people thought he would default on and some right. somehow he made it work uh, again you know if you watch the, the lex fridman thing with uh with jeff bezos i think he says some stuff that's pretty impressive pretty impressive I, i'm not a fan of the i'm not a fanboy of the guy and listen right it is what it is. Anyway, well, I'll look into Wi-Fi packages too, but I'll read up more on Bezos and uh, get to know. But I do encourage people to watch the interview with Lex. It was, you know, I'm not a big Lex fanboy either. I think Lex is uh, he's an, he's a little naive. He's a love every a guy who's a virgin who said who thinks who believes in uh, love can love can save the world. Uh, which I think is kind of it's, it's sweet, it's cute, but it's so a little silly. Love cannot save the world. Nothing can save the world. The world is going to, going to hell no matter uh, what we do or say or try our best at. You can work on people and people. It's a nice love. poster. It's a nice poster. You could get a sloth hanging from a tree, and love can save the world. It's a nice poster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, see, Ian definitely, he holds on to like things, 
Uh, I just want to let him have the final word on this. A uh, short version of the story, he got a history of exploiting uh, to his unfair advantage. Yeah, that's true. I think that's true. He absolutely exploits a working man uh, unfair to it. But, and this is not a defense of him doing that, but he the, the winner in that and the people who enable that are the consumers. Everybody loves the fact that you can order from Amazon and get shit delivered before you hit the submit button. <laughs> but place order and, and they're at your door. That kind of stuff. It does we nobody cares that the fucking delivery guy just had to pee in a cup to get it there. And uh, I don't and I do not shop at Amazon for that reason. And I do pay a little bit extra and wait a little bit longer for things, but I won't I won't put my money in that company. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but, and I. But a lot of people who who feel that way about Amazon, even the people who are peeing in the cup, they get home and they're like, I ordering shit on Amazon because they know it's going to be uh, the stuff is going to get there right and it's going to get out on time. The, he definitely put all the emphasis on satisfying the consumer and don't give a fuck about the working man at all. Uh, and so. Yeah, they, nobody's nobody's a good, all good or all bad, but that is definitely the bad side of them. You know, you know. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I, 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 I will pay a little bit more for American made. I will pay if it's quality. You know, I will pay. I, I don't shop at Walmart. I, you know, I, I just there are just some there's some industries that they're they're. I'm not sure that there are any good good businesses out there left anymore. But there's some that are just so bad to me that I just can't put my money there. All right. I know I said I'd let Ian get the last word. And on the, and on the Bezos thing, he definitely did. He's, and he's right about this. But uh, to your point, you, so I salute you for best intentions, but that is not, that's going to be taken away from you. The, the ability to shop anywhere that is not corporate. Believe me, I, I, I know. Like I said, my wife and I talk about this all the time because we really are serious about how we spend our money and who we give our money to. And, and, and it's getting really, really difficult to be uh, a conscientious consumer putting my, it's like at some point my wife and I were uh, that our, our inside joke. And I've said this many times before is that we're going to become like quote Gandhi. And the next thing you know, we're just going to be having our own clothing. We'll be making from our own shit that we're growing in our own yard and living off of pawpaw fruit, and mulberries and whatever I can grow, and you yeah. know, Ian says mom and pop stores are closing up. They're already pretty much closed here yeah. in, in Rocky Point, New York, or in Shoreham, New York. They're they're uh, completely. There are no mom and pop. The mom and pop hardware store that I used to go to closed down like five years ago. Uh, mom and pop drugstore is out of business. Uh, you know, it's all CVA. So, uh, mom and pop are dead. Uh, and it's it's time to throw some dirt on them and move on. <laughs> I know. I, used to, I was conscientiously, d deliberately trying to spend. When I spend, when I spent money, I tried to use twenty percent of my discretionary income. You know, when I my shopping money in mom and pop stores, twenty percent. And the reason why I say twenty percent because, like, when I do my grocery shopping, I, I'm going to Giant. You know, I'm going to the big market so that I can get most of my stuff in one spot. No, but I, but but there's some things like uh I I like pumpkin butter, you know, and stuff like that. So there's some places and some things I will go to my mom and pop stores for, but now there's so far and few, so far and few. 
so well, few and far between. I'm going to start a new movement here, and this is where we're really going to end today. I want Pop to get uh, top billing. Mom's had top billing uh, for a long time in this mom and pop thing. It should be Pop and Mom. Uh, <laughs> when you say it that way, it sounds sexual. I know it does. <laughs> but that's probably why. That's probably why they they were like, "Wait a second, let's let's talk. We should say Mom and Pop." It's about time Pop gets a little top billing. Uh, so it, support Pop and Mom stores. Uh, and Pop, uh, Pop has been a bottom long enough. Put him on top. All right, get out of here. I'm saying goodbye. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye for now. Uh, yeah, Pop and Mom, Pop and Mom, Pop and Mom. And tell Pop to turn on Mom and, and turn on the radio. Bye for now.
me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 